Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure Run Fest on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 It's the Ron and Fez Show on a Thursday. Pick up the telephone and give us a call. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Chris Stanley, it's an exciting day here. I noticed as I came in today, I had to walk through the Spider-Man cast. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Everyone's here. Or Spiderman, as he's now called. Jamie Foxx, a.k.a. Stephen Willie Beeman, Emma Stone, Andrew Garfield. So you're only going to a.k.a. Jamie Foxx, no one else. <laughs> um, the Emma Stone is adorable, by the way. Yeah. She is adorable. There's no doubt while she uh, the reason that she's a star. Where is the Sp- Spiderman song? We never replayed that. That's been one of our problems, uh, is not reusing something that was really funny. Shelby pulled it, so we should have it. Shelby's down there, running around. Where did you put it, Shelby? I think that's in the iBang. Ah, the iBang. Pulled it for the iBang. Not for us. Okay. We got to just say to ourselves, time, we need some things for the Ron and Fez show. Because that was a very funny song that Andy from Cleveland put together. Based on the fact that Andrew Garfield said he believed Spider-Man was a Jewish boy. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever you think he can. Spins a web, keeps us safe, but he never touches Trey Flachayim. Nice boy, that's Spider-Man. Is he strong? What's he bench? Spider-Sense makes him a mensch. All the bad guys he annoys, even loves shiksas and goys. Oy vey, here comes this Spider-Man. Through Manhattan streets, he will pass over you. Get it? That's such a kosher treat. He's a real super Jew. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, you should be more like Spider-Man. Stop the villain in his tracks, always calls his mother back. Lechaim, whenever someone's not nice, he'll put the bad guy. He's on ice. He always gets the right price. Here comes the Spider-Man. It's really fucking funny. He did that quick, though. <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, we should be playing that for him right now. Uh, Wayne, you're on the Ron and Fez show. 
Uh, Fez just got out of the hospital last night. Oh, my God. I didn't even know something was wrong. I hope he's all right. Uh, no one's all right when they're in the hospital. That, that's why you're in the hospital. That's correct. It's, Thank you. Yeah, it's just the opposite of of what happens in the hospital. You go there and no one is all right. No one in the hospital. You go into any room and you go, hey, are you all right? And they'll say, no, I'm in the hospital. And if you're staying in a room in the hospital, because they kick your ass out as fast as possible, you know you're fucked up. Yeah. Not only that, but Fez hasn't even really checked in with us about any work-related stuff. I've talked to him about his hospital stuff, but none of the work... And then I got... I'm, I'm like, I wonder if he'll send us any news stories today. Not... So I guess he's not feeling well. Yeah. Or he's feeling 100%. <laughs> but we are taking off next week uh, to give him uh, a little time to heal up, and uh, we're all kind of burnt toast. Who do you, Out of the three of us, who do you think is the, the most frazzled? I'm pretty fucking frazzled. Yeah, I'm not are. sleeping, and it's just, it just that just feeds into everything else. Why aren't you sleeping? Don't know. Guilt? <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Are you feeling frazzled? Yeah, I'm not sleeping either. Is that right? Yeah. You're ripping me off, Shelby. Shelby... In in the NBA, they would call this the rookie wall, where <laughs> you you come in and you're all excited to be working your new gig, and then you're like, then you realize, hey, this is a really long season. And Shelby, you really hit that about a month ago. Yeah, I'd say so. Just worrying about what stuff I forgot to do, or if I didn't forget to do stuff, what should I do more? My predictions for Shelby. Yeah. Big, big star. I mean, you can go two ways in this. You can be a big, big star or the burnout producer who can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Which door do you pick, Shelby? Whose podcast dreams seem com- confusing at best. You've got three podcasts. Yes. The High Times. High Society Radio on morelikeradio.com. And you were telling me yesterday, you know which all the numbers of these things, which I had no idea of. So rank them. You don't have to give us the numbers. Rank them from worst to first of the amount of listeners that you have. The Watchers, which is a new episode of, uh, High Society Radio, and then the Dave Max Sports Program. So the Watchers is the least listened to. And that's because it's not on a podcasting network. The High Society Radio is on a podcasting oh, network. Oh, when and- you guys went to... Uh, over into the big uh, ride cast, yeah. you got a bunch more listeners. Yeah, because well, okay, you're all part of this great network. Yeah. Now I'm learning. I didn't know that. Yeah. So did you double? Did you triple? Oh, we tripled easily. Like it, it's 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 awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. I yeah. had no idea. Well, you know, I I would consider the flagship of Ridecast, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Robert Kelly's show is up on the iBank. People can read about it. And the name of that show is. You know what, dude. You know what, dude? And they say he brings in a bunch of comedians and it's all fun. It's a great show. And then he says, you know what, dude? Yeah. And then he, Robert Kelly, was able to take his magic wand and touch you and Davey Mack on the head with it. He's our podcast benefactor. Wow, it's great. Um, and I didn't know that it, it was that big of a jump ahead for you. So you guys are thrilled to be on that network. Oh, it's amazing. We love it. Uh, John. John, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey there, Ronnie B. Um, how is it that Opie uh, got the invite to the uh, Mike Tyson Holyfield, you know, meet and greet and then movie and dinner and 
Hicks couldn't get you into that. What's going on there? Uh, I didn't know about it, but you know, I saw those guys fight. I saw the. I was there the night that the ear was bit off, and it kind of. It bums me out a little bit that they're all happy with each other at this point in their lives. But Hicks goes out of his way not to get anything extra. Now, Shelby, you went out to a lovely screener last night, um, and you got to see it in Times Square, uh, riding up that elevator for half an hour, riding down the elevator, I I mean the escalator, for half an hour. I don't know why they put him up so high, and you're always stuck behind the person who does not like to walk up. At all. Well, like the, uh, first of all, I would make it illegal to walk on escalators. There's elderly, and there's babies, and you could knock them down. Um, but you saw what new film, Neighbors? Yep, Neighbors. Is this based on the old John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd film? Do you not believe? No. I think this is an original idea. Tell me something I don't know. Just tell me something about this film that I don't know, without giving away a spoiler, but something that's going to make me happy. And then, Chris, yeah. I want you to be ready to tell me something I don't know. Okay. I want uh, the lovely Norice to tell me something I don't know, and even the listeners. And if I like what you have to say, and I really didn't know it, and I feel like it adds value to my life, I will then send you into the big-ass prize closet. So this is what I'm looking for from you, Shelby. Just tell me something I don't know. Something you don't know, uh, there's a very funny up-and-coming comedian in this film, Gerard Carmichael. He's been opening up for Aziz recently, based out of L.A. And I think uh, his supporting performance of this film is really going to put him over the top. Is he the next big thing? He is the next big breakout star. All right, let me just say this. Hit it. He's gone into the biggest prize closet. I've never sent you there before, but this is your time in the world. Now, Chris, why don't we have those things ready, even after all this time? It was ready. It was on the wrong bank. I failed to switch it over. Um, tell me something I don't know. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Zero Fez. Something I don't know that adds value to my life, and I'll send you into the big-ass prize closet. I already am sending Shelby into the big-ass prize closet because I'm thrilled with this news. Who's the next big thing? Gerard Carmichael. And now when I meet Gerard Carmichael, I'll go like this. I hear you the next big thing. There's a lot of buzz about you right now. How'd you know? (laughs) It's just something I know, dude. Because I like to know things. Uh, somebody sent me a, into this new band. That uh, all right? Tony sent this to me. This is my new favorite band, Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. Saint Paul and the Broken Bones. Tony actually emailed me to that. Um, give me something I don't know, Chris. I'm gonna put you onto a book. It's called House of Leaves, and you need to read it. Oh, what? Dude. <laughs> what, what year do you think this is? So? It's so old. I've read it. Oh, okay. I'm a fucking human being. You brought this up to me five years ago. No. Yes. Oh, then fuck. there's a whole thing about, hey, is it a house made of leaves? And then there's a whole yeah. big misunderstanding. I don't remember that happening at all. Yes. Maybe that's the burnout happening. <laughs> So I don't go to big ass prize closet. No, you go just the opposite, and you say to yourself, "I bring no value." 
Uh, check out this. No, I don't want to see. I don't. Uh, uh, go to the. T- just put their names in. Let's go to the top one because that's the one I checked out. They're very soulful, but um, right, you know the guy who plays the disgruntled uh, millionaire on um, John uh, Houseman or something like that. We've had John Hodgman. John Hodgman. He's like John Hodgman as a soul man. Try the second one, I guess. I believe this is it. Yeah, give me some volume, Chris. Young love Give me plenty of volume. Has made me old In blue When I comes Here she goes Says goodbye To my poor soul Broken bones In pocket Just found out these guys this morning. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. You know why, Chris? Why? I'm like you. I'm a soul man, okay? I'm a soul man. I want music to touch my soul. Matt in Chicago, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Big fan. Uh, kind of a new listener. I hope Fez gets better. But I know something that you don't. You probably don't know. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the, the fast food restaurant Arby's. Do you know why it's called Arby's? Um, well, a lot of people don't know this, but it's based on my initials, Ron Bennington. So that's right. where Arby's gets its name. I started that franchise many, many uh, years ago, and uh, it was a fast food thing. And you know why I got out of it, Chris? Why? I don't want to work that fast. I want to take my time a little bit. It's got some of that sweet Arby's money. Um, Mark, Mark, tell me something. Hey, I, I do a rhyme. Yeah. Um, so on Monday, the Supreme Court actually upheld a voter initiative in Michigan to ban affirmative action. I don't know if you heard about that. Now, was the Supreme Court of the United States or the Michigan Supreme Court? That I 
don't know. But <laughs> no, I you do. fucked up, You're dude. Fucking you didn't bring me all the information <laughs> that I'm looking for. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Jason in Detroit. Hey, Ron. Uh, before I get to mine, it was the United States Supreme Court that uh, upheld that. Thank you. Um, something you, you do not know that for the last two months I was uh, sailing without my Sirius XM radio and had to listen to podcasts instead of my favorite show, The Ron and Fish Show. Well, you know, that I did not know, but it doesn't bring any new value to my life. That's what I'm after right now. Um, Blowhard wants to play. I don't know. What do you got, Blowhard? You know, over the years, you've been recommending some of the best television programming ever. Uh, I listen to you, and you recommend a show. I usually check it out, and I'm always mostly happy with the select. Are you happy with Fargo this year? I um, haven't caught it yet. Oh, you're going to love. I can't wait. Uh, but the thing is, I, I, I started watching a show that I've never heard anyone talk about, and it's called The Americans. I, w- I was on it for a while and didn't stay with it. Ronnie, you got to stay with it. I, I'll make a bold statement. I'd say that this is just as good as Homeland, if not better. Uh, I started watching it. Season two is in effect now. If anybody wants to check out a new show and you have Netflix... It's it's basically during the Cold War how the KGB planted people in our country that pose. Yeah, I act- did I I did see it, and I got to tell you, Blowhard, I'm sorry, but this is something I absolutely did know. And again, a lot of times because I did the same thing with Hannibal, where I went for first couple episodes and then didn't stick with it, and people are crying to me that this means. You know, it's much better and it gets better, but I just never stuck with it. I may try to get, uh, give it another place. Um, Tony, you're on the Run Fez show. Hey, I got something you might not know. Yeah. WD 40. Well, yes. Water, water displacement number 40. But here's the thing that brings no value to my life. It's a fact. Now, like, no, if no, there no. was something wrong with my engine and you were to say to me, Run, you don't know about this thing wd-40 is going to help you very much that would be great then i would send you into the big ass prize closet but for just the fact of like a fun fact uh bobby bobby in new york you're on the run fest show hey ron i have a restaurant that's great for the show okay uh it's called phoenix garden it's on 40th between second and third it's authentic cantonese and it's cash only, and it's open seven days a week from 11.30 in the morning. All right, now it's called Phoenix Gardens, and authentic Cantonese. And it's a great neighborhood spot that you could take out, sit in there. It's nothing fancy, it's just great food. I'm going to say this, because I already trust Bobby on his, um, on his ability to know good food. I'm looking over here at Yelp's three and a half stars... What's, you know, that's a little nerve-wracking. It's because people don't know about it. The salt and peppery shrimp is one of the greatest dishes that I've had in New York. I'm willing to say this is something I need to know. Big-ass prize closet for the chimp. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. And it's that simple. Chris, what does he win? He wins Spiritual Solutions, signed by Mr. Deepak Chopra. 
That's a very nice thing. You know why? Why? It's a solution to your spirit. Well, he's, he's helping your spirit. He's telling you something you don't know. Well, you know, I'm really more in my appetite more than anything. <laughs> you gave me that same recommendation that you gave me five years ago. That was bad. And then never even did the checkup to see whether I read it or not. And I've talked to Kathleen from the Bronx about it. How'd you like it? That's none of your goddamn business oh. now. I'd love to have told you, but I'm looking down. This is in 2009. <laughs> The follow-up is getting fucking worse and worse. Well, it's cracking in your ass. Oh, this is Jamie Foxx who's dropping that down for the foxhole. He loved throwing it at the break. Yeah. Dennis, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I got a farm report from our sales. What do you got? We got a minor leaguer named Robert Giles who's chucked the ball 100 miles an hour. With control? With control. Uh, last game, first two pitches out of the box, 100 miles an hour. Uh, and who's he playing for right now? He's a double A. For what team? Philly. And you, you, but, but what, uh, where's that? Reading? Is it? Uh, double A, I think, is the Iron Pigs. All right. Uh, and is, is he going to make it up this year? Uh, Ruben's not sure. He thinks he's got to get better control up in the zone. But uh, he's knocking the lights out of everybody. Robert Giles, he's the future baseball. I did not know this. Now I do add some value to my life. All right, all right, so all right. Big ass prize closet. He's walking out of the big-ass prize closet with Climbing by Mountain, signed by Mr. Leslie West. Oh, I would love to have that myself. Actually, uh, Leslie West um, told me something I did not know. He, There was a name that I only knew for liner notes, and for years and years and years I was mispronouncing it. And Leslie West uh, gave me the correct pronunciation. What was the name? I'm not going to tell you the name, Chris. You'd have to listen to an RBI. You'd have to go over to ronbenningtoninterviews.com, go to the Leslie West, and find it. I put all the interviews up on there. They're fantastic. But it's only for people in the public relations business. Like if you went to the Unmasked section, you'd see the ONA piece that we're going to play next week on this uh, network. But it's only for PR people. That's it. No. Is it unlocked? Yes. It is unlocked. You're free to want them to throw it. You know, I'm not a cop. I'm a person. Um... Brian, in South Carolina, you're on Run a Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. I'm sure everybody in the room is a Christopher Walken fan. Are you familiar with the movie At Close Range? I'm very, or... very familiar with it. Okay. No, I, let me it's even... kind of obscure. I thought I'd see. Well, let, let me lay this on you because it's a very weird thing. Not only that, but the bar that that, that real gang used to hang out with at, I used to go to as a kid. That's and cool. here's a weird thing. Because they would serve everybody, but George Thurgood was the house band there for a while. And these, have cool. you ever seen that close range? Yeah, I own it on DVD. Yeah, uh, I, I know that I area very, very well. It's near Brandywine, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I knew it was local for you. I grew up up that way, so it was kind of a local story for us too. So it was the Brandywine yeah, Tavern was the huh? fucking bar, uh, and somebody asked him, and I actually steal this to this day. Um, they asked him where this guy is because they wanted to get in touch with him and somebody he and his brothers um, fucking uh, killed. And he said to them, uh, I don't know, I saw a groundhog with a letter for him. 
And now you fucking buried this guy. And he had zero, you know, guilt or whatever you would have. Like, don't you think if you killed somebody, it would fucking haunt you? Maybe. You don't know if it would or not? No, it wouldn't. I think I could I could compartmentalize it, where it's like I did a, did a dude, and then, all right. A lot of people think that, and then you got to see whether you can do it. Because you'd cross over once that happens. You'd stop being a person, in my opinion. You're something else. Gonna have to fucking kill someone. I don't see it that much different than cannibalism. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't see, just like you can't imagine being a cannibal, I don't think that you could really live with murder. Like, let's say, the way you're able... I'm sure there's some girl you cheated on or lied to, and you found a way to live with that. (laughs) I think murdering her would be a totally different experience. But then again, I could be wrong. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Sean in Jersey. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hi, how are you? Tell me something I don't know. Uh, Arturo Fuente has come out with uh, coffee now. So they went from cigars, now they're doing coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a coffee drinker. This has no value for me. I mean, to sit down and have a coffee taste like a, uh, a cigar, you're not a coffee drinker. No, very rarely. Well, maybe at the end of a dinner, but I never I wake up get a cup of yeah, coffee. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I consider a coffee drinker. I consider a coffee drinker a guy who says, I need a coffee. I don't understand that. You know what I mean? I don't want to drink like a really hot liquid in the morning. Now, here's a weird deal. Uh, I'm not a real coffee drinker. Neither is Fez. You're not. Shelby is not. Eastside Dave wasn't. Earl wasn't. Zito wasn't. We've never <laughs> had a coffee drinker. A guy who said, I got to grab a cup of coffee in the history of the Ron and Fez show. That's fucking weird. It's very weird because I think, uh, at least in my life, I know uh, many, many coffee drinkers. I hang out at a fucking coffee shop a lot of times. I never caught on to it, man. I just don't so want I it. I mainly know coffee drinkers. And yet, we never hire a coffee drinker here. Maybe it's because it's not like in the morning. Maybe because maybe it's more of a morning thing. People but that say, wouldn't stop the person from... You weren't... It's not like you don't wake up in the morning now. A lot of people get up and they have a cup of coffee before even their breakfast. My parents have a cup of coffee before breakfast every day. But we've never had one who's affiliated with the show. I think that should get us in the Guinness Book of World Records somehow. Because I find it to be odd. Uh, Paul, you're on the Run and Fest show. Yes. Uh, Sunday evening at the Tribeca Film Festival... The debut... Alan Iverson. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a piece up on the Tribeca Film Festival written by our good Les- uh, our good friend Leslie. Uh, but this is one that I definitely want to see. And I was actually just thinking about Iverson the other uh, night. And I'm always a very, very big fan of uh, the small guy in basketball. Well, I was, Small, fast guy in basketball. He was so much fun to watch. I mean, the guy fucking blew it up. It was it was amazing. He was a ball to watch. That's <laughs> great. Doesn't have a ring, but was always fun to watch. You watch any basketball last night? I, was, I wasn't I was watching basketball last night. Shelby, get in here. I want to talk to you about your trailblazers. See how long that takes. See, Shelby's been going back and forth because we got, you know, swamped with calls and Norris could not keep up. You feel like you got Norris back on track? Yeah, we're getting on the road again. 
What what happens with her? Why is it so tough for her? I'd say it was too loud in there. She couldn't hear what they were saying. Why is it too loud in there? With the, I guess the volume on the board, just what's going yeah, on. Do you here. turn it down for her? Yeah. Okay. Now she feels better? Yeah, we're all safe. Are you happy with Portland last yeah. night? Uh, beyond happy. Don't have an answer for Aldridge. Did you... Were you concerned with the Rockets' first couple games? Uh, not at all, really. I mean, we he torched them during the regular season. So, well, this um, this fucking Portland team that you know Shelby talks about constantly—they look good as hell last night. Because those Rockets aren't fucking—you know—that's not a slump team. There's a lot of big stars on that team. Dwight Howard, James Harden, not a not like a eighth seed coming in, barely getting in. They're a good team. They're a good team. Howard is so funny because he was playing great until he, they needed him. And then he does that thing. So you f- forget that like in the, ha- in the first half he had like half their points or something ridiculous. And in the second half they're shutting him down and you're like, God, he stinks. But just like, like minutes before he was playing like Superman. But there's something about him that you don't give him any fucking break at all. He's a head case. I mean, even just his situation bouncing from team to team. He's just so massive that whenever he gets tangled up with another player, they automatically just call a foul on him, whether it's him or not. Well, he's thick as hell. He's thick. Um, I've seen him give somebody a concussion coming down with a rebound, just his uh, elbow hitting them in the head. They, They were like staggering all over the court. He's a beast. Um... Greg in Maryland, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, and the Crisfield, Maryland sits on the Chesapeake Bay. And off I know Crisfield, Maryland, there's a little island called Smith Island. Yes. And the Maryland State dessert is a Smith Island cake. Yes. And the Smith Island cake is a 10-layer, really thin, moist cake. I'm very familiar uh, with it. My parents lived down on the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. Uh, it was a good call. Unfortunately, you caught somebody who knows Crisfield. Uh, I, I know. appreciate that you know Crisfield. All right. Thank you very much. Right. Um, Chris in North Carolina, you're on the Run and Fest show. Hey, what's going on, Ron? Hey, buddy. Hey, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm the guy that called you when I was like 30 days out of rehab when y'all was first switched to Raw Dog. How you doing now, man? I'm doing great, man. Uh, 140 days a day, one day at a time. Sweet. Way to go, pal. Um, you're talking about drinking coffee, man. I'm in uh I'm in a program, a fellowship that uh is known for drinking coffee when they go and, and have get togethers and stuff and I mean they drink coffee. They I'm hammer drinking, coffee. Um, they do yeah, alcohol. You know hammer I'm coffee. They don't smoke as much as they used to though. When I first started getting sober, everybody smoked. Can you still smoke yeah. in those? No. Well, because it's you know, it's New York, yeah, it's, so no, you can't smoke. It's That's, hard to find smoking meetings. I'm also a truck driver, man, and I don't. I, I can't stand coffee, but people find it strikes people as very odd that I drive a truck and I'm an alcoholic and I don't drink fucking coffee. Yes. I never had a taste for it, and I'll have yeah, the occasional is. coffee, like Chris says. Uh, I always do a cappuccino after dinner. But I never think to myself, I want a, I want a coffee now. I just, it's not something that hangs in with me. You would consider cappuccino a coffee? It is a coffee. I drink one of those every morning. 
All right, so you're a coffee drinker. Where do you get your cappuccino at? I just in a little machine in the break room. All right, this is something I did not know. You're going back into the prize closet again. Double try. All right, all right, all right. Now, Chris is going to give me his. He does a podcast with Dave. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Dave Mac Sports Program. Riotcast.com. Um, Will, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I miss Fez. Uh, hey, Ron, have you seen the uh, documentary on Netflix about Charles Bradley? The yes. The singer from uh, Brooklyn. Yes, great, great fucking singer. Earl's been, uh, Earl turned me on to him a couple years ago. He's fantastic. Oh, I just saw it. It was great. I loved it. Uh, yeah, he's terrific. All right, thanks. But that is something I did know. Um... Here's Mike. Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, I just wanted to give you a heads up about this great rock band from Mississippi. Not many people know about them. They're called The Weeks. Have you ever heard of them? No, I'm going to look them up right this second. They're the fantastic. Weeks. What's the sound? How are The Weeks coming at us? What's the sound there? Would you say they're like Grand Funk Railroad? You know, no, they're, they're like, a big power trio no. like Cream? Are they bringing that kind of a vibe? Or is there like a crazy Jersey Shore, Southside Johnny, Asbury Jukes, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Little Steven and the Disciples of Soul? Was that their sound? Or maybe they're coming at us from a different angle. Is it kind of a Jackson Brown, I'm up in the canyons, I'm singing directly to the girls. Uh-oh, the Eagles just came in. Is that Randy Newman? That's somewhat ironic. Here comes Joni Mitchell. Everyone sit on the floor and listen. Is that their sound? Is that what they're going for right now? No, they're pretty. They're pretty unique. They're very uh, like a Jay Giles, Boston Bad Boys. Uh oh, we're fucking whammer jammer. Let me hear you dig it. We're gonna do every live album in Detroit, or is it even a Detroit sound? Are we talking about like a Mitch Ryder and the fucking Detroit Wheels just banging on those fucking keyboards and bringing it, or is it? Or we go back a generation and it's a fucking Jerry Lee Lewis. Uh, you know, here comes the killer. Uh, he's just smashing his heels on the keyboards. No, I, I have a little Springsteen in him, I'd say, but not really. Plot. Let's take a listen to him. This is the Weeds. This is the band you love out of Mississippi, the Weeds. Band voice. He's a buddy. Fuck. Hey, fuck. What's happening, dude? Fuck. You there, dude? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hey. Sorry. Great phone. Um. Yeah. Um. I got two for you. Um. Give me one. 
Oh, fuck. I, well, I just wanted to give you a band, too. But uh, Yes is, uh, they went out and did uh, the Yes album, Going for the One and Close to the Edge. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going back out this summer, and they're playing Fragile in its entirety. You know, here's a weird thing. Just a couple weeks ago, I'm leaving, so Steve Leeds thanks me for something small. He's in his office, and then he goes like this. Ron, this is John Anderson, who's the lead singer of Yes. <laughs> and I just go like this. Whoa. And then I just That's fucking turn around. I couldn't fucking comprehend. But, I, you know, we got to ask Leeds, uh, give him a call now. Yes would be somebody that would be great to do that thing that we do for the classic rock stations. If you're if you're having me come in, that's the day I want to come in. Well, fuck, I, I definitely want you to come in. I didn't know that you were a big Yes fan. Oh, I'm, a, I'm just a big prog fan in general, but Yes is I one of I don't run favorites. into many big progressive rock fucking fans. So who yeah. else you went to? Emerson, Lake and Palmer? Uh, uh, yeah, EOP's good. Uh, King Crimson is probably my favorite. Sure. Um, Gentle Giant, um... Do you know uh, Premiata Fernaria Marconi? They're an Italian band. No, I don't know them. They're fucking cool. Italians love their prog. Um, and I, I like a lot of current prog, too. That was a, another one of the bands I wanted to give you. Was a prog you, band, don't you don't run into prog fans. I, I, don't, I, I know. It's, it's such an obscure... Like, well, uh, it was a very heavy genre. with LSD. People would do LSD, oh, go yeah. to these fucking shows, and literally just, you know, slide away. Because, you know, it's, uh, you know, Rick Waitman was almost like a classical piano player, you know? So for some reason, it was something really yeah, nice that, to trip to. Yeah, they, they incorporate, it's, it's a lot of classical influences. I just think know, that yeah. it's tough to have a band if you can't fuck to them. That's just my own personal thing. I don't know if any babies have uh, come out of the Prague era. I don't, you notice that there's not a lot of kids named after Robert Fripp, but a lot are named after Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to name my son Skitsoid Man. What did uh, Leeds say? No answer from Leeds yet. Why? I don't get it. I think fuck goes into the big-ass prize closet. Now, I will also tell you this, because you're bringing up albums. An album that I seriously had the weirdest fucking trip to in my life was called Tales of Topographic Oceans. Because it's like one side of it is just a song. Holy shit. And we fucking put that on, and I went to a place that was really fucking weird. Really fucking strange. Uh... Yeah, let's send fuck into. Let's see if we hey, get Ryan. any prog rock stuff for him. Yeah, he's going to get Tarkus, the deluxe edition, signed by Keith well, Emerson. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> see, that's how we play. That's how we roll. I, love you guys. I fucking love you guys. All right, bro. Hold on. Hey, hey Ronnie, real quick, can yeah. I send some uh, some more prog over to you guys if that's cool? Yes, right. send us lots of prog. I'll send you new and old bands because I, I that's just my thing. Fucking prog rock is my favorite thing ever. All right, dude, hold on. It's really, really funny. <laughs> He's got some EMP. ELP, not EMP. <laughs> He's got an EMT coming. Well, that's weird. Uh, by the way, that was the first person I ever heard be excited about a prize we gave out. He lost his I shit. I wish Fez was here to, to, to know that. Because Fez normally worries about our prizes and puts them together and stores them. Matter of fact, Fez was saying to me um, that 
I was telling him that everybody's really tired and we need a break and how you guys have covered for him. And then he tells me a story that he thought was funny. He goes, yeah, Shelby seemed like he was going to have a panic attack because we've got so many basketballs left over in his basketball season. And I go like this. That is something to care about, Fez. You don't want a fucking office full of basketballs till next year. I know, it will, and that made him mad that I. He felt like I signed with. I signed it with Shelby again. <laughs> that was the one hard thing to clean up while we, they made us do the massive clean out of the office. The sports yeah. memorabilia. Yeah. Where'd you put it? I put it next to the window, so I, but I put it up nicely, so it looks like a display. <laughs> yeah, that shit's got to get out of there. But the, the the place is looking good, and people have commented, "Wow, this office looks great." So they that means they thought it looked shitty before. <laughs> But they think it looks nice now. Hmm. You guys really uh, spiff the place up a bit. That really lets me down. Uh, that it, it actually embarrasses me. Sorry. There was a house in our neighborhood that used to be kept so shitty that if they even fucking mowed their lawn, everybody would come by happy and say, well, hey, way to go. You're making an effort, you alcoholics. It's looking like we have... Um We've got Gilbert Godfrey. Well, Gilbert, of course, is... Uh, he's got everybody a buzz. Uh, Twitter has been going crazy over this. When Shecky Green did our show and attacked Gilbert Godfrey, uh, the Gilbert Godfrey fans have been coming to the iBang en masse. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Anything that's ever come in from the outside that wasn't sent here from a TV, or uh, you know, mention or a newspaper or media outlet, but just straight from Twitter, it's been crazy how many of his fans are upset that Shecky Green came on the show and said stuff about Gilbert. Well, we called Gilbert, and he's he's ready to talk about Shecky Green. Um. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's do this uh, again to set the stage here for everybody. Um, Gilbert was doing a show at the Friars Club. Shecky Green. It was some kind of honoring. Um, I think Freddie Roman. <laughs> this is a bizarre fucking <laughs> night already, and. Uh, Shecky Green flew into town and was going to be part of this, was actually going to be the headliner of the event. And while Gilbert was up there, Shecky felt that Gilbert's act was so filthy, so disgusting, that he left, tore up his membership to the Friars Club. It looks like he's no longer friends with Freddie Roman, uh, you know, because Freddie was like, don't ruin my big night. That had Shecky mad, and he blamed it all on Gilbert Godfrey. So uh, Gilbert is on the phone now to give us his part of, point of view on this. So we called uh, Gilbert, and he's ready to address the Shecky situation. Gilbert Godfrey is on line with us right now. How you doing, Gilbert? Oh, uh, I'm just doing great. You know, uh, just amazing. Well, Gilbert, do you feel? Even a little upset over Shecky being so offended? Well, this, uh, the, the feud between uh, me and Shecky Green is kind of uh, the biggest feud since John Lennon and Paul McCartney. 
You guys it, were close at one point? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and um, at least one of us was on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> and uh, now uh, Shecky is off in India playing the sitar <laughs> with a Maharishi. You know, um, were you aware that Shecky walked out that night? Uh, I found out that he walked out. I didn't know that mm-hmm. he walked out. I went on, performed, got off stage. And uh, Joy Behar, who uh, I don't even think was scheduled for the show. I think she was just there as a guest to have dinner and watch. And she goes on to close the show instead of Shecky Green. And uh, she she announced that he stormed out of the place. Yeah. And and that's when I heard he got up from his uh, chair and, and stormed out, which shocked me because I can't imagine Shecky Green being able to get out of his chair. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I figure if I, if my jokes are that dirty, I can get Stephen Hawking to walk, <laughs> and, and he'd be Stephen Hawking's would be walking out, and with his mechanical voice, he'd be going, "I resign from the Friars Club. Please cancel my lunch with Larry Storch from F Troop." <laughs> And if Forrest Tucker is still alive, please cancel my lunch with him, too, as well as Ken Berry. (laughs) Now, Gilbert, do you remember what the joke was? Because Shecky told us that even in the Navy, he didn't hear language like this. Well, what Navy was Shecky in that he didn't hear language like that? He was like the good ship lollipop he was the commander of. If if he didn't hear language like that, in, I mean, I feel I'm, I'm scared for this country if in the Navy they're shocked by my jokes. <laughs> So, I don't think I don't think when we were fighting Hitler, any of those soldiers were going. Wait, wait! What kind of joke did red buttons just say? So you don't even remember the joke itself. Yeah, I mean, and and here's here's the problem. It's kind of like the aristocrats that I did at uh, the U Hefner Rose, right? And it's like. I'm kind of glad that there's no uh, recordings of it that they show on TV because <laughs> it's built such a mystic thing about it right. that nothing could live up to it. So I'm kind of scared even saying what the jokes were because now people are going to go, no, I wanted something a hell of a lot more disgusting. <laughs> right. you want, you <laughs> let them imagine it's just the worst possible thing people could say. Let, let me see if I have any clips of when Shecky was on here, what he had to say about you. Um, <laughs> I, here's one. All of a sudden, this Gilbert Gottfried gets on. Yeah. And I liked him when he was the duck. Right. <laughs> I think I liked him better as a duck, as a little as a little Jew that got up there. Yeah. Mm. And forgive me, folks, for saying little Jew, because I happen to be Jewish and very proud of it. But when I see a little Jew that, 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 that bothers me, I will let you know about it. 
All right, so that was his thing. He he started calling you the little Jew. Yes, yes. Uh, talk talk about not being offensive. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who's shocked at offensive dialogue is calling me a little Jew. Right. <laughs> it's it's like it, it's like members of the uh, the Nazi party are listening to the show, going, "Hey, come on, Chicky." <laughs> Ease up. <laughs> um, so, even though you're saying that's offensive, you don't. You're not that bothered by it, though. Uh, no, and it, it, it's it's kind of weird that he said. Even though I'm a Jew, I'm offended by a little Jew. A little Jew. Yes. <laughs> Is uh, it the height thing, uh, the Jew thing, which exactly? Uh, Gilbert is going to be on at uh, uh, Caroline's on Broadway, May seventh uh, at seven thirty, and then this Friday, Manchester, uh, New Hampshire. He's at Headliners, and this Saturday, Halligans in Massachusetts. All right, this is what I worry about, Gilbert, is that this won't be just left to to language, because here's something else that he said that this could actually get physical. You know what I would do to Gilbert Godfrey? Mm-hmm. And I met him, and I liked him. Mm-hmm. I met his wife, who's a doll, yeah. and everything else, and I talked to him before the shows. But if I saw him after the show, I would pick him up and throw him right into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know, you know what I like about this is Shecky uh, uh, tore up his membership to the Friars Club. Well, actually, he didn't. He, he tried ten times to tear it up, and then he took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he's gonna throw me against the wall. Yes, <laughs> I don't think he has the strength now to button his shirt. Let alone, I'm not a big guy. But yeah, <laughs> he 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 couldn't throw uh, Gary Coleman against the wall. So you, you're not that scared that an 88 year old guy is looking to beat you up. <laughs> I'm I'm just scared on on his way over to beat me up he'll have a stroke. <laughs> so uh, there's no way you want to reach out and squash this thing and and put it in the past. Uh no no anything that keeps my name still alive. You, you know that is what's really funny. There is so many people checking in on this and excited about it, and it's all because you you pissed off Shecky Green. I know, and and it's like most of the people are going, Shaky Green's alive? Yes. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like a real person anymore, because so many jokes and cartoon and uh, Sesame Street shows will use the name Shecky, that you no longer think that's an actual person. Yes, I guess if you're younger, you just think that it's a made-up name. Uh, yeah, it's a made-up name for any comic character. Yeah. Uh, so you're not, you're sleeping okay at night, Gilbert. You're not afraid well, no, right I'm now. Sleeping, I'm sleeping with one eye open. <laughs> <laughs> Checky will climb in through my window and throw me up against the wall. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, Caroline's on Broadway, May 7th at 7.30. This Friday, Headliners in Manchester, New Hampshire. And this Saturday, Halligans in Massachusetts. Uh, 
I hope this is the end of it. I hope you two don't end up in the ring together someday, Gilbert. Yeah, because it's kind of scary. And I and I heard that um, Freddie Roman and Stewie Stone were fighting with him yes. as he was going. And to me, that's like when you watch those later Three Stooges movies where Mo, Larry, and Curly Joe are in their 80s hitting each other, and now it's not funny. It's like, oh, jeez, one of them's going to get hurt. <laughs> that That's what we should have the video of. That must have been just amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he was yelling at them, and 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 I. it would have been a fascinating fist fight <laughs> <laughs> between Shecky Green, Freddie Roman, and Stewie Stone. Gilbert, you know, what's so funny to me is that you're this really sweet, fun guy, and yet you always seem to be in controversy. Uh, yes, yes. But, you know, Hitler was the same way. <laughs> it was. He you really know? was. <laughs> yeah. If you caught him when he wasn't making a speech, nicest guy in the world. All right, so he there you have it. The <laughs> 2014's answer to Hitler, Gilbert Godfrey. Go out oh, and see him. Oh, oh, Osama bin Laden, if you caught him on the right day, he'd give you a big hug and a kiss. <laughs> Thanks so much for being on, Gilbert. Thank you. Talk to you later, buddy. Gilbert Godfrey, he's going to be at Headliners in Manchester, New Hampshire this Friday. Halligans on Saturday in Massachusetts. And on Wednesday, May 7th, he'll be playing Caroline's on Broadway at 7.30 p.m. Well, I feel like we fixed that now, Chris. I feel like they both have said, you know, they both take responsibility for their part of the blame, and they both have reached out and said, I'm sorry, and uh, given an olive uh, branch to each other. We're peacemakers at this point. I guess we are. Bring in some Israelis and Palestinians. Blessed is the peacemaker, you know? Hell yeah. I think I could fucking fix everything from Israelis and uh, Palestinians. How do you think you can do that? Legalize weed. <laughs> what would you rather do? Fucking car bomb somebody? Or smoke a big, fat fucking doobie? <laughs> smoke a fatty, bro. How's your new weed that you got? Oh, uh... Fucking primo, primo stuff. Is there somebody you want to send big thanks to that? I, I want to say, I just want to tell people what my favorite YouTube channel is. Yeah. It's the 1LB Club on YouTube. I like the 1LB Club too. Yeah, it's great. They have great animation and they have great weed reviews. The 1LB Club on YouTube. The wonderful stuff. We should talk about them more and send people there. Oh, yeah, it's the 1LB Club on YouTube. It's the number 1LB Club. Just search that on YouTube. Now, LB, does that mean pound? That's one pound, the one pound mm. club. It's a fun club to be in. I know uh, we got a lot of response to a cooking show, uh, somebody who cooks with weed, that we put up on the iBang not too long ago. They could probably be friends with the 1LB club. They could all hook up each other. Look, weed's fuck legal in two states. It's time for everyone to just accept it. It was uh, collegecooking.com. Collegecooking.com. <laughs> they teach you how to cook with weed. Weed food will get you higher than you ever have been in your entire life. Uh, John, in Canada, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, morning, buddies. Yeah. Uh, so something you may not know is, do you know what the seven spikes on the crown of the Statue of Liberty stand for? Well, there's four of them, right? The statues? No, the, the there's four crowns on one thing and then seven on another, right? 
Yeah, the one with seven. Well, the other one has four? I can't tell you whether or not they do or not. Uh, I'll play this game with Chris. Chris, what's four and seven? Eleven. Uh, who wears number 11 uh, in the New Orleans Saints? Drew Brees. Does he wear 11 or are you just saying that? I thought he wore number 11. Do you know what? who, uh, what, why would the seven is, sir? Uh, yeah, I do. They represent the seven continents of the world, which the Statue of Liberty is a... You know, symbol for world liberty. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying out on that. Drew Brees that's is trivia. Nine. It's not like something that's going to enrich your life. You want to add? Yeah, you want to add to a life. Well, we got stopping in, Chris. Oh, that's Mr. Chris Laker. He's stopping by. He has the re- He's recording his debut album at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City tonight and tomorrow. Tickets are $5 in advance. I don't know this uh, club, do you? Uh, yeah, it's right, uh, it's down the block from my buddy's bar. It's in Long Island City. It's a great club. Think- Your buddy has a bar? Yeah. That's where Big J records his podcast sometimes. Is that right? It, yeah, it's like a small club. I think it's even where, like, Colin, he, like, works out a bunch of his, like, specials. Can I just that. bring this up? Third thing today. You told me I didn't know. All right, all right, all right. MVP. <laughs> Send Maurice in here. Maurice, please come into the studio. Jesus. She's got to run like Vito. I got a... I have a little seat here. You're good. I got a message that Jamie Foxx was looking for you when he left. And he said that you were... He was asking who, kid. And they... Checked with me about it. Were what? you hanging out with Who Kid and Jamie Foxx? They were in front of me. Yeah, he wanted to meet you and talk to you. Yeah, right. No, he did. I got the message, and I, I refused to pass it on. Because I feel <laughs> like he's too old for you. He is. <laughs> um, but if he wanted to be with you, would you? Mm-mm. You got to be somebody your own age, huh? I do. <laughs> what, what's the age bracket for you that you would be with? What's the youngest to the oldest? Um, my age to like 28. Uh, tw- uh, 28. Um, That's who died enough. when they were 28? I'll give you a hand, Chris, from Sublime. Oh, Bradley. He just throws out one name like that. Chris is, <laughs> Chris is not what you would call a conversationalist. But I was going to teach you a thing or two. Now, why don't you tell me something I do not know? Can it be something about me? Sure, if you wanted to. I used to eat sugar. Okay, this is so interesting about her. Out of everyone that ever worked for us, I think Norris has shown less personal growth. <laughs> she came in as like a little girl attitude and she's like, you don't eat sugar anymore? No, I don't. You wouldn't eat a donut? But I thought it was interesting to tell you. You don't. You wouldn't eat a donut if we had one? If I would, yeah. Oh, you mean you used to eat straight sugar? Yeah, no, I don't, okay. no, yeah. I thought you meant sugar and food. No, So you would actually obviously. just open up? Uh, yeah, I used to, like, like for McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, and I drink coffee, and I used to go to McDonald's and get like a coffee and put like ten packets of sugar in there. You were just like a little sugar junkie. Yeah, I have coffee every day in the morning. Did you? Uh, so, so right. I, I was wrong about this. I've learned. Um, did you hear back from Leeds yet? Leeds told me it's not the original band. Is John Anderson is no longer with them? Was his? Well, what was John Anderson up to? 
I would do something with him sometime. Just say I was just... No, you know what? I agree with him. I'm not going to go see that band without everybody. It's not the... No. Yeah. I haven't seen that fucking band in forever. One time, here's what happened. We were doing acid. I might have told this story before, but I was with some friends. And we were at the Spectrum in fucking... Um, in Philadelphia. And we were tripping balls. Tripping so fucking sideways that we were just sitting in the in the car drinking and smoking pot and trying to fucking lower it down a little bit, right? <laughs> we're like, I don't know if I really feel like getting out of this car. seems really like a nice, comforting thing for us. So we're waiting, waiting, waiting. And we got seats on the floor for this Yes show. And the point was to kind of get there and peak at the right moment but we had peaked a little early on it so finally we're like alright we're going to make the move we're going into the fucking spectrum maybe we're doing okay now so we go in and let's say I just had row fucking 18 so we go walking up and we're like one two three all the fucking rows and it went from fucking 17 to 19 and we're just fucking standing there. And we're like, how could this happen? How could this fucking happen? And we've all got our tickets. There's like five of us. So, finally a guy comes over to us. My one friend who's the... He's going to do the speaking for us. <laughs> he says to the guard... Instead of saying, look, we can't find our row, he says to the guard, have you ever seen Star Wars? So the guard is like, yes. He goes, our row blew up like that fucking planet on Star Wars, and there's nothing left of it. It literally was at the point where they just didn't put our row in, the things, and like idiots, they brought us over chairs and we had to sit the aisle, like <laughs> tripping fucking morons. And I just felt like... This is a, a fucking joke that's being played on us. And just to hear this guy going like this, I don't understand. You're telling me that your row exploded. Like the, like in Star Wars. Like a fucking Death Star has exploded our row. And I was just sitting next to him. Uh, people actually wrote this into us. That... Your setup with the Gilbert was so weird yeah. for you saying we are calling Gilbert yeah. that they thought that Shelby was doing a Gilbert impression. Oh, no. Because you acted like, we're giving Gilbert a call right now. Sound like one of those things that you set up to fake voice with. No, that was actually Gilbert Godfrey, uh, who's been... Um, his manager actually got in, in touch with us yesterday. They're having a ball with this Shecky Green thing. Uh, we'll put that up on the iBang as quickly as we can get it together. Uh, Dan, you're on the Run of Fez show. You say Dan? Yeah. What is it, Chris? Oh, Chris Laker is here. Yeah, send him in. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah, what's up? Okay, uh, I got something you might not know. I was uh, out to dinner with a few colleagues the other night, and uh, they gave me a trivia question, which I thought you might be able to use next time you're running out of conversation at a nice dinner or something. Um, can you name four universities or colleges that the actual name of the college is a color? So not like Syracuse Orange. The actual name of the college is a color. 
All right, the name of the college is a color. By the way, Chris Laker just got here. How you doing, Chris? How you doing? You look like a million bucks. Oh, thanks. You too. Uh, now, Chris, the, the listener is asking us, that, telling us that there's four universities with named after a color. Um, do you know any of them? You got brown. That's one. Perfect. That's the easy one. Yeah, that's but that's perfect. Um, brown is the first one. Now, by the way, the brown team, team, they're called the Bears, the Brown Bears, which is kind of fucking weird. Uh, brown is there right now. You got one for us. No, I don't. There's turquoise tech. Um, close, close. There's pink. Plus, that's the fucking music. I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you a hint for the next easy one. One of them is our armed forces. Our armed forces. Um, do we have any armed forces named after a color? Green for the army? I, this, this doesn't make a this trivia question. Well, insane. he got Annapolis for a navy, and then um, okay, well, that, West it was, Point it's navy. Navy is what, what it, it was called. Oh, that's funny. This, this is fucking stupid. No, no, well, navy blue is a is a color, not navy. Chris, I mean, I'm sorry that you're here on such an awful situation. Yeah, no, I, I disagree with that navy being a color school for sure. Is there is there a green school? Yeah, but it's not. It's a different type of green. All right. All right, thanks, dude. We don't, we don't even want to know the answers to these. They're too maddening. Uh, I feel really dumb coming in on that question right now. I, w- I would have prepared. Chris, you were supposed to be my fucking answer guy. I, like, I want you to be Chris, the answer man, Laker. Chris, sorry about yesterday. That's okay. No, it's not okay. Well, you know what? It was good. I'm a huge fan of this show. I mm. have, but I, I've had a big ass card. In my, I can't be as enthusiastic as Bert Kreischer, but I'm just as excited. He was really ex- enthusiastic. Yeah, but I'm just as excited as he was. Now it was like I got to be a part of a Shelby fuck up. Like right. it was a full Rod and Fez experience. Yeah, it was. You're right. So it's, right. and then I got to hear it uh, yesterday. You berating Shelby and using my name. It was. It I was, was really a dream come true, that, though, because yeah. I don't like anybody to get fucked over. And I want your focus to be on your new album. Yes, that's what you should be thinking. I'm about. very excited about this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be recording it tonight and tomorrow night at, at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, which is like my favorite place to do comedy. Well, somebody was just. T- Big J does his podcast out of there. He does that there, and you know, like uh, Colin Quinn worked out his new uh, his newest show there, uh, and then a, a lot of people come through and do like work. It's like one of the few places in the city you can just go do an hour like that. Like I saw Bill Burr do an hour there, Robert Kelly, Nick DiPaolo, a lot of guys have done that. And tonight is your hour. Yes, the special is going to be called what? Do you even know? I yet? don't have a title yet. I hate naming things. Mm. It's like the to me. It's it's hard not to sound like kind of either stupid or silly when you name stuff, and I don't I don't know. I I have no idea what it's going to be called. I it'll probably be uh, something like plain, like just like the album or something like that. My idea for you is crushing these fuckers, and you just you know what I mean. Set yeah. the bar high. Crushing these fuckers. Yeah, crushing these fuckers. Yeah. And you just show the audience, we're going to take this in a metal way, but they're laying on the floor and they're all busted <laughs> and shit, and you're over top of them with the fucking mic sound like, yeah! By the way, do you fit in between 21 and 28, your age group? No. That's all she'll date. 
Well, that is, I don't think it would have mattered. With your beard, there's no way of knowing how old that's you part are. of that's part of the cover. Yeah, it's part of the charm. Yeah, Chris, you tried to grow a beard, but I grew a gnarly like eight month fucking long beard, but it just turned out disgusting looking, and then I ended up, you know, pasting it to another man's face in a bet. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, I right. Forgot. You, you got strong stubble. Though. This has been. I, I stopped cutting everything two years ago for no particular reason. I think. You know, comedians I know that, that, that look like the shittiest are usually guys that were corporate. Like, I used to be an accountant, and now it's like I want to look as unemployable as possible. How long were you, uh, what, uh, How long did it take you before you could say, I'm quitting the day job and I'm just a comedian? Oh, I was escorted out of the building. Good. So I wasn't, it wasn't really like, oh, I'm, gonna, I, I'm making enough money to be a comedian. Now they're like, we'll pay you not to be here anymore <laughs> what was the reason for the firing oh i was terrible yeah. it was like i i started doing comedy at the same time i started like i like at the end of like I, getting my accounting degree so i treated like this career kind of like a shitty day job at the deli right and they didn't they didn't like that and for a while they just thought i was crazy and then they somebody googled me and found out what i was up to and then they're like oh he's not crazy he has a dream get him out of these fluorescent lights yeah that's you know? a good idea i always um to me, did you guys ever see this uh, woman, uh, this thing Tom Hanks did about the volcano? Oh, Joe versus the volcano. Yeah. I love that movie. And it's sitting in front of that light every day and just the pain of what a fucking rough job will do to you. Uh, Nourish, you're going to end up that way until you get some guy to get you pregnant. Why would you say that? I just think that's <laughs> you're out. Like an athlete or possibly a rapper. No. <laughs> I'm going for the white guys. Yeah. And white, see, the thing is, white guys will use protection. So you won't be able to trap them like the way you get a Dominican or a black guy. Well, that money will last longer than the rapper or the athlete. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's good. You yeah. can get like a, like a real businessman. But yeah, he will. He's just going to be cheating on his wife, probably. Oh, you think that she can be that person? I'm just I'm saying that the, that the, 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 the rich white guy is entitled and probably is is not harder to nail down. Mm -mm, I'll go all Dominican on him. Uh, see, that's that's gonna <laughs> not keep happening. Uh, yeah, it's that's gonna fuck your money up. Yeah, <laughs> white guys aren't into that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of rich white guys. I I just I think that then you just uh, you owe them too much because well, they they feel like then they kind of if, if they're keeping they're taking care of you, you end up resenting them. You know? No. All right. I, guess. I have you, an ex-wife that would disagree wanna, with you. You want to marry a, a rich guy, right? No, I'm not. That's not something I'm thinking about. I mean, yeah. it would be good, but I want to make my own money. That ain't going to happen, honey. <laughs> not for you. I'm sorry. This country wasn't built for you. This country was built for white men. I'm just giving you the truth. It's not fair, but there's a lot of things that aren't fair. Things are changing there's nowadays. No yep. No. Are you, maybe you should try one of those sugar daddy sites. They, they uh, exist you, walk, <laughs> you walk around here and you see all the bosses, right? All the suits. Mm -hmm. You ever see one Dominican woman in that thing? All white guys. <laughs> all white guys. It could happen. I could be the first one. Mm. You don't believe in me, and that's sad because I thought me and you. No, you know, it's not we that had I don't connection here. I don't believe in you, but I know that there's a system that exists. But we're trying to break that system. 
It's the tan ceiling where they're not going to let you folks move ahead. I wish you could. The only way you're going to be able to do it is bullets. Well, I think that white white men like to act like they're under attack all the time because mm-hmm. it makes it it makes it easier to to uh, to keep it going. But eventually, now that that the white that the white what is it? There's like in however many years, white people are going to be not the majority, not right. a minority, but not the majority. So just like white people brought in the Jews and the Irish, they or Italians, they used to, we have to start bringing it. If we brought in maybe the Mexicans onto yeah. our team, then we make them white. Right. We didn't. We didn't have. We didn't consider the Italians white for a long time. So the Dominicans might be able to be white eventually, and then and then you, sky's the limit. What is your dream, Grace? And I'm going to help you get there. You know what it is. Well, I just told tell you. everybody. A TV host or a radio host? I got a better... Let's just look at it in a way that'll make sense. How about an assistant teacher? Like an assistant preschool teacher? <laughs> you know, something like that. I don't like kids. <laughs> no one does. No one likes kids. Today That's I why we hired Dominicans. It was like, bring your kids to school day. And I'm like, where are all these kids? Have from? you thought about being a full-time nanny? Once or twice. Okay. But it, it's not for me. <laughs> There's a pregnant woman in my building. It's on the Upper East Side. Maybe I could introduce you to but her. But she's white, right? Yeah. So I gotta like white. treat them. You said yeah. the Upper East Side. It's white people. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Reese. except for the nannies. We'll get the help. Yeah. Yeah, but some of the nannies actually get to stay there in a little room in the back, away from their own families. Of course. <laughs> you can see your family on the weekends. Oh, that's nice. you get to live like a rich person. Yeah. Well, in the back no, of a rich really. person. No, not really. They probably have like this little ass room. Yeah, it's small. With nothing in it. But sometimes at night, the man comes in and knocks at the door and says, can I talk to you? <laughs> and you get to see all their stuff. You get to yeah. clean all their nice right. shit. <laughs> no. At Christmas, they, they'll even they'll let you sit at, well, probably in the kitchen, but you'll get to eat the food, too. Uh, Chris Laker is here. He's, got, he's recording his debut album at the Creek in Cape Town. We don't have a title yet. It's untitled, but uh, crushing these fuckers is up there on the list. Yeah, I don't know if that iTunes isn't good on. I have to All call right, good it. Point. Good I have point. to call it. Like You're I have to asterisk out the uh, yeah. You're seeing these Fs. Oh, man. Yeah, I wish you should be able to. Are say you fuckers. ready for your first album? I mean, this is going to be permanent. That's the problem with recording an album. It's permanent. It stays there forever. Yeah. No, I think so. It's been. I've been doing stand up now for ten years. So I think I could put together a good I mean, hour out of that. It's one thing you put together, but is this something like 20 years from now you want to look back on and say, yeah, that's that's who I was? I don't think I ever want to. 20 years, if you look back, you probably never want to be that person. Right? You don't think you don't think Paul McCartney looks back at fucking, uh, I don't know, Sergeant Pepper and he's not happy with it now? Well, yeah, but comedy doesn't hold up like music does, you know? It's true. Comedy is of the moment, and that's what's weird about keeping it you know in this thing of here's the set uh, to me when i don't know this is before your time Maurice, there used to be a thing called record stores where they would have i know them records 
And the comedy section was always the saddest part of any record store. It was the least touched. Everyone would, you know, there would be like blues and jazz would still, even though they were no longer around, were ten times bigger than the comedy section. It was tiny and dusty. Yeah, <laughs> tiny and dusty, and it wouldn't matter. There would still be like fireside theater, th- you know. <laughs> like it didn't matter how old the album was; it would just one copy of it would exist. I had to find somebody for Nerese. I saw you fucking around with that handsome Johnny today, though. No, <laughs> he's still there. You know how old he is? By the way, he's he doesn't fit in your bracket. Oh, really? He's old? Yeah. yeah. Although he did bring his mom in. Uh, he's 43. But he brought his mom in to uh, meet me the other day. I didn't oh, have yeah? a chance because I was on the air. But like that's kind of odd. He's like, I really wanted my mom to meet you. Aww. Yeah. That's nice. I think he's trying to win <laughs> me over, so I'll let him ravage you. Don't be fooled by him. See, no, here's I the thing, Chris. The HR department has put her in my care. She came in spotless, clean. And I have to return her that at the end of her semester. Well, that, and you don't want to be, if you want to be a host or something, you don't want to be with the, the somebody here. That's right? true. You don't want to, you want to be known as somebody who was with somebody in sales. Right. You know? It's embarrassing. I got to use a bad word here, whore. <laughs> okay, that's what they call. I'm not going to do it anymore, I'm just going to be a nanny. You basically told me not to do it. You're it's like, not, become a nanny. Look. It's not what I want for you. It's what society no. deems possible. It's an option. Yeah. So TV host, radio host is not for me. Nanny is what I should Maybe do. Maybe I'm one of those Spanish, like Telemundos. <laughs> Univision. <laughs> are those the big two? Those are, yeah, those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Yeah, like Sabado yeah. Gigante. Elegante? <laughs> Sabado Gigante. Sabado Gigante. There you go. I thought you said Elegante, that big fucking wrestler from the 80s. I don't know. I wish... Thank you. Know, you. Thank you for crushing my dream. I didn't crush your dreams. You did. The Constitution <laughs> did. I'll just be a nanny. To, uh, tell that lady I'm ready. She'd be very happy. <laughs> She'd be very, very happy. I could use another job. <laughs> She'd be lucky to get you, too. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Justin Philly, you're on the Run Fed Show. Oh, shit. Let me spit out this spaghetti. Hmm, Sorry, I want to tell you about the David Byrne show coming up at the... Uh, Brooklyn Academy of Music. He's doing the music of William Oinya Bar. It's like a funk musician from the 70s. Last name O-N-Y-E-A-B-O-R. Pepper, if you want to get on that, Atomic Bomb would be my selection. But they're uh, him and the dude from Hot Ship, dude from LCD Sound System. They're doing like four shows, two in Brooklyn, two in San Francisco. And this guy is like uh, 70s funk music, never caught on big in America. Now he kind of disappeared uh, Rodriguez style. They think he's, like, driving a cab in Ireland. But it's really good funk music. It's Where's the guy stuff. from? The guy's from Nigeria. Sorry, I should have mentioned that. Yeah. yeah. Nigeria in the 70s. So it's a show. It's coming up, uh, I think, next week, Friday and Saturday at BAM. Um, but, hey, David Byrne, right? So it's got to be good. Love David Byrne. Now, here's the thing. I know for a fact that Live Nation would probably give Talking Heads anywhere from... I don't know, I'm going to guess 70 to $110 million, if I had to guess, to do a tour. And they're not interested. It would sell out immediately. There's no it would chance. sell out immediately. Don't you love that, though, that, that there's still a couple of bands that just won't 
take the money. I think there's only one. I think it's only the talking heads. I can't think of another. The white stripes, I don't think they'll ever get back together again. They can't. I just want to see Jack anyway. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, he's yeah. doing all the Jack White songs in his Jack White tours. So, I mean, he's doing all the White Stripes songs in his solo tours. And, yeah, he, but and they're better. But there's no Meg. <laughs> she had <hits> so much. <laughs> all right. kids? Um, what, is this bring your kids to the school day or something? Bring your kids to work day. I've, work day. Seen, I've been very weirded out all day long around these children. That's what I said. They're well, like all over there. Michelle was supposed to bring her kids in. Yeah. Well, one, There's a lot of them here. Well, why invite them in when they walk by and let them talk Thank on the God radio for a while? <laughs> so you like the fact that some guys won't put well, it I back like together. That, that, yeah, I think it's it's it's, so, it's sad when they get back together. Like David yeah. Burns out there doing like interesting stuff and doing everything he does. It's different and and you still get to see him perform, uh-huh. you know. But uh, Talking Heads just for the money reunion tour. I don't think. Yeah, but that you know thing. that band together. Is different than the is different just just all the parts. Like seeing David Byrne is not the same as seeing Talking Heads. I've seen them both. I know the Smiths is another band that hate each other enough not to get together. But people do have a tendency to remember things bigger than they were. Are you bringing in Kreischer and he was geeking out over a show that I did in Florida years ago? Yeah. It's not as good as he remembers. I remember that show. It's, it wasn't nearly as good as it is now in people's memory. Well, if you, but if you, and if you put it together now, it wouldn't be. But at the time, the Talking Heads now, the music would still be awesome. I'm sure they all could still play and perform great. Mm-hmm. But it would still be trying to capture something that was a feeling that was so long ago. It's true. It, it is. It's definitely true that you can't get beyond that. It has something to do with the times. I mean, maybe it's crazy to say this, but if someone would step in and kill every rocker when they're 27, they'd probably all be remembered as legends. Like, let's say this. If someone had killed Ray Davies at 27, no one would ever fucking forget him. Now I don't know if the kink, what the kinks would draw. They would be fucking immortalized. Yeah, they would be immortalized if the kinks plane would have went down. They would right now. The Kinks would probably be like amphitheater kind of draw, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't sure. be anything bigger than that. That's about and right. one of the one of the best bands ever. One of the best bands ever. How many times has Ray Davies done the fucking show? Three times. Unbelievable. It's pretty fucking crazy. Unbelievable that we know Ray Davies. <laughs> That's the nuttiest thing maybe in my life right now. <laughs> That's cool. You don't know who Ray Davies is. <laughs> he sounds cool. Yeah, if you want to date white guys, cool. you should know Ray Davies. I, I know a lot because of here. Oh, is, that's, <laughs> is that why you're here? Just to I've learn the ways so of the white man? i <laughs> And take it back to the DR. <laughs> what have you learned since you've been here? This is very nice for me to know. Because mm-hmm. I got news for you, Chris. This is a very nice young lady. She seems very lovely. She's really, really a nice person. I wish you brought your kids in today. <laughs> I was axing Chris, where's his kids? I don't have children. Did you just say you were axing him? Asking. I know. You're I, graduate, say that, I say that all the time. But you're graduating from college no, next month, a, right? I have a problem now. Oh, when are you graduating year, from college? I have a year left. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Senior year is when they get to ask. <laughs> I always I always fuck that up. <laughs> okay, you seniors now. I want everyone asking things. Pronunciate. <laughs> yeah, I have a year, and it's crazy because I finished like all my major classes. I'm just gonna be there for like 
to take like stupid electives. You're going to be like the pink ladies. You're going to rule the school. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nice Jewish boy for you. Whatever you find. I believe in you. You're always trying to leave things up to me. It's not going to happen. Jewish would be great. What do you want, Norris? That's what we're trying to figure (laughs) out. Ron is my uncle. I trust him. All we see is you talking to basketball players and who, kid? And that shit's got to stop. It's not me. Oh, my God. Did you know Like there was like a bunch of people? You were outside, too. They were like, hello? And then I ran in here. Good. (laughs) So you're learning. (laughs) Yeah. Learning Uh, from my mentor. Chris, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, guys, uh, you guys were talking about bands that uh, turned so down money. So what? Money to, for ABBA turned down $1 billion with a B. Isn't one of them retarded or something, though? <laughs> <laughs> something happened. They were all, all retarded. All one of them. Uh, yeah, they would probably... I mean, Mamma Mia sells out without them. Like, they just have this fake play, and it's gotten a billion dollars. So fucking weird. It's bizarre music. So a billion dollars, a billion, a billion. Yeah. Uh, all right. Are they? St- they're gonna sell out st- if they got back together. They'd fill a stadium. Oh yeah. I- Women. Women love that band. Yeah. Women love that band. Um, there are some bands that are only driven. Fleetwood Mac is another band. That women show up in droves. Middle-aged women will go to that band. But that—that's good music, Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. I don't Fleetwood Mac. I don't think you can even understand till you get like a little bit older. As a kid, I always thought it was terrible. <laughs> that, after I got going through a divorce, I was able to appreciate Bruce Springsteen and Fleetwood Mac and like a couple other things. You know, <laughs> that's really fucking funny. <laughs> All right, so the divorce helped opened you up to classic rock. Yeah. Up to that point, you <laughs> had no connection. You need you need a, you need a bad spot. Yeah, like a rough a rough time to be able to really have like the the lyrics of like Bruce Springsteen speak to you or like you know, I, landslide. I, I, yeah. Oh, landslide. Forget about it. When you have kids, landslide will fucking crush you. Um, but the the weird thing is, as I get older, I hate less and less music. Like, when I was younger, you know, it's like the two things that you will spit out when you're a kid are vegetables and music. Of like, ah, this is awful for me. But now it doesn't matter. You'll be driving down the road and a song comes on that I don't love and I don't react like a maniac and try to get it off the way I, when I was younger. I hated country music when I was like a little kid. I was like, why are they... Why, this is slow and shitty. But I was like, as a little kid, I didn't know anything. Right. Now very, you love country music? Yeah, hell yeah. Country music's the shit. Like, old country music. Yeah, see, that's a, a big difference. <laughs> that's like the hipster, like, country music is the old... Is, is like the... And that's the good stuff. I mean, the new stuff the Johnny is just Cash, pop. yeah. It's just pop music. Is it like whatever... I... I Toby Keith or something yeah, like that. Yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, like Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson. Waylon Jennings. Yeah. Those guys are all good. They probably wouldn't agree with you politically, but they're, they're, they all like have like good 
voices that sound like they've been through some times. Well, it's weird. Only there's some country guys, those old guys that are like completely liberal. Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson. Yeah. Cash, I think, was pretty liberal. But then they they have no political fight with the guys that are real right wing. Now the local guy, the new guys, they seem like they're writing propaganda songs for being poor. Like I've got nothing. I heard one yesterday. I was taking a piss because they play it in the bathroom sometime where I fell in love in the back of a cop car was oh. the whole fucking song. It's just one fucking cliche. Chevy, after. no money, yeah, and life gotta, is great. You get fucking drunk off of whatever booze is sponsored, and they're getting paid to mention the fucking song, and then it's eat chicken. Literally, there's songs like eating fucking fried chicken. Right. And praise God for my fucking pickup, my booze, and my chicken. <laughs> it's, it's fucking mind-blowing. Well, there's like five people that write all those songs, probably, right? There's, yeah, probably. So it's like they're all going to sound the same, and then everybody likes it. Everybody's happy. They're like, "Yeah, I, I have a truck." It's fucking but, that, <laughs> but that's because Oxy's so big now. <laughs> uh, Alex, go ahead, buddy. Hey guys, I, I was just uh, talking about uh, the comedy stuff. You were talking about the albums and how I, I still remember listening to Bill Cosby and, and looking at his, even listening to the album. And so I think comedy's still real good to, to put down and to listen back to Pandora. No, no, no. I don't mean for you. You're not doing it. But I'm sure there's old Bill Cosby albums that he probably cringes at because, yeah. you know, he feels like he's grown. And, and or maybe I'll never get back to that point Alabama? again, he thinks. You, you ever had a listener down in Alabama? I'm a, I'm a Puerto Rican guy in Alabama that uh, has made it a little bit. So, you know, keep your dreams up there, girl. It's okay. There you go. Thank you. If a Thank Puerto you. Rican can make it in Alabama, <laughs> then a goddamn Dominican can make it in New York City. You go for it. Don't listen. You know what? I want you to break through. No, if I got to listen to you because you no, know what I believe, you're doing. No, I believe in you. No, you I don't. I believe in you so much. And even though you don't work hard, you always dress nice before you come in here. Oh, my God. And that's positive. That is a positive. Come on. You're always clean. I guess. Can't say the same for Vito. Or no. myself. Vito's dirty and scummy and quite frankly stupid, but because he's a white male, <laughs> he's going to make he's it. He's going to make it. His every advantage in life. I see. When a when a white male baby is born, it's almost like they're wrapping cash around his penis. That's <laughs> that's the that's the step up we have. <laughs> I remember when I would get in trouble when I was younger, and the cops would say, you know, you're a nice boy from a good family. We're just going to let you go. We're not going to make you suffer. That's crazy. That's the kind of break you get. And they would just call your parents or something, you know? But it doesn't happen for people of color. I'm, I'm just trying to be honest the way the world works. Oh, the cops are so nice to you. Yeah. As a young white kid here in New York, it would be if you're drinking a 40 on the street or jumping a turnstile, they just give you a little tussle of hair and send right. you along. Get out of here, you That's little scamp. <laughs> That's how it is. Like, hey, you know better than that. You weren't raised that way. <laughs> but you know... Neil deGrasse Tyson was told by many people he couldn't he couldn't be an astrophysicist, and he he fought through and did it. So that might be a way for Is you to he go. Really though, I mean, do you really consider him one? He runs the Hatem Planetarium. Does he though? I mean, it's a ruse. You think he's just like a host? I'm just saying. I mean, have you ever heard of anything that he came up to with on his own, like some breakthrough he had? 
Not really uh, splitting atoms here. Yeah, I never see him doing any of that kind of work. Yeah, the Cosmos. He's just kind of telling. He's just yeah, saying. I could host Cosmos. Someone's <laughs> writing the script for that. Yeah, I could fucking. You know what? Here's the other thing. I'd like to just go there and work on their budget. You don't need to be in Holland in one shot. South well, America in the next. The fucking CGI. They're traveling through dewdrops and shit, and then they're in that crazy underground circle in Japan trying to get neutrinos. Look fucking crazy. Oh, I love that show. Though. It makes me feel too. so smart when I when I'm done watching it. <laughs> if you can, if you can even get the smallest thing, like I'll just yell out neutrons. You know, <laughs> like, they're oh, fucking yeah. nuts. It's, it's, just, a, it's crazy how much shit goes into one body alone. The number of atoms it takes to make up a person. And we're still like just nothing. That's what I find comforting about the cosmos. It's yeah. just like we are nothing, and we're here for like. A blink of an eye, and nothing. None of this matters. Just like that comedy out just forever. What's that even mean? The cockroaches will be here before we know it, dude. Now this is where we're at with the fucking title. This album means nothing. I love that title. That is the title. I swear to you, that will be the title. <laughs> this album means nothing's being recorded tonight at the Creek and Cave in Long Island City. To go to creeklic.com for information and tickets. That's in Long Island City tonight and tomorrow. Chris, you got your set list uh, lined up yet? Yeah, you know, I got it doing? all together. And you know what? If they go, if, if everybody goes on brownpapertickets.com for the tickets and puts Ron Fez, it's supposed to be five bucks. It'll be three bucks if you put that in. I set keep, that up. Keep the extra two bucks. Ah, go ahead. Go ahead. I just want, want people to come. I, I love this show so much. I wanted to give something back. That's really That's nice. really nice. Shelby, you going to be there tonight? I will definitely make it out there tonight. Beautiful. Shelby, you can, you can come in for free, even though you fucked up yesterday. I'll charge him more. You fucked up big. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to have fucking be, I don't want him to think about anything but his album. You should have seen him come down. He came downstairs to tell me, and he had this look on his face of like terror that just was so much fun to see. And he blamed it on Chris. Ah, <laughs> he blamed it on scumbag. Yeah. And then it was, it was seriously like I called Time Warner Cable. They're trying to, they just give you jargon to explain. Like, <laughs> there was some last book, it was put in the schedule, but Chris didn't update the oh, thing, you know, man. and it was, and, uh, and th then I was like, I got to hear who was on because I was going to be so pissed. If it was like Dan Soda or somebody, but it was, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was Rob uh, Bob Weir. So that's cool. I like Dan Soda. He's a friend of mine. I'm just kidding. Um, are you a dead fan? I, I I respect them. I dig some of their music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think they did that. They're that they're awesome at what they did. I was not like a big dead guy my whole life. Just that Bob Weir sitting here that was a really yeah. He's a legend. Thing. and He's amazing. Yeah. I think the music is great. I've just I, and uh, when I was younger, I did go to a show once, and it was it was a lot of fun. But I did a lot of drugs. Sure. Uh, but yesterday, me seeing Bob Weir and Susie Espen together in the hall was as weird as it gets. No, I mean Susie Espen too. Yeah, oh, yeah. For a show. Shelby could have brought me up at least to meet Bob Weir and Susie Espen. Well, yeah, know? why didn't you at least bring you know, them in and be I part have, of it? I could have had a nice, like, uh, Twitter profile picture of me with Bob Weir and Susie Espen. That would have been perfect. And we might, I might have been able to hang out with one of them later. But I, no, that was that was an incredible show yesterday. Susie asked me. I was. I, I watch Kirby Enthusiasm almost every day just because it comforts me. And uh, anybody involved with that show, when I see them in real life, is it just. Uh, I feel the same way about Starship. the people on that show. No yeah. matter how small of a part you played. Uh, by the way, a lot of people writing to me that you have bad phone manners, Norris, and you hang up on a lot of people. I don't hang up with them. They just don't talk to me. We mean. So I'm like, hello, Ron and Fez, and they don't answer. And so you and hang then, up immediately. Um, 
What? Do you hang up? No, immediately? I'm like, hello, Ron and Fez, Ron and Fez, and then people I are out. tweeting that you hang up on a lot of people. I am very sorry, but mm-hmm. you're not speaking to me. So, all right, let me play the part out here, and I'll be the caller, and you be Norris, okay? All right, it's ringing. Ron and Fez, what's your name? Where you calling from? Ron and, what? Uh, Ron and Fez. Yeah. What's your name? Oh, I thought you said what chain am I calling from? <laughs> <laughs> what What is your name? Maurice. What are you wearing right now? Hang up. I, that quickly. <laughs> you will hang up. See, you ask where they're calling from. They ask you. Ask you. Yeah. Tell me what's, what's my, like, what am I wearing? You could just you say should. t-shirt and jeans. <laughs> yeah. So get, like, let's try again while you tell me t-shirt and jeans. Ready? <laughs> bring, bring, bring. Ron and Fez, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Bill. Where um, are you from? I'm calling from Austin. What are you wearing right now? A t-shirt and jeans. I'm an under. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Maurice, get what he wants to talk about. <laughs> you gotta be there for them. But there's other lines I have to take. Or sometimes they're, like, they don't even tell me their name or where they're from, but they're telling me what they want to say, and then it's just, yeah. Well, let's try it again. Ready? Bring, bring, bring. Ron and Fez. Bring, bring, bring. Do I pick it up? Bring, bring. Ron and Fez. Bring, bring. <laughs> You're not, you have to hit the thing there to make it pick up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> bring, 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 Ding. bring, bring. The other one. <laughs> you have to hit the, you're hitting the wrong button. Um, I think up in minutes, we're going to have the Gilbert Godfrey phone call. It's up there now? It's up there right now. now Gilbert yeah. had to call us back today because he, well, he was in a big brouhaha over the Friars Club. Are you a friar? No, I am not. Would you not be a friar? Is that something that seems like it's too old-fashioned for you? I know a few people in the friars club, but I've uh-huh. ne- I think it, you have to pay kind of a lot of money to get in or something like that. So I just go with other members, and then it's you know they're normally like, please let me pick up this tab because I have to spend so much every month. Okay, so like you have dues, but they, you can take that out in food. So I should go with the people I know that are members and just hang out because it's probably a cool place to hang out. I would love to see all those. Yes. people. Some nights it's fun like that, and other nights you're like, oh, it looks like there's just a bunch of guys from the advertising world here. <laughs> uh, well, Gilbert had that big uh, fallout with Shecky Green. Now, are you familiar with who Shecky Green is? I know that he's a guy, but I, I'm not like... You didn't know his career? Didn't You knew he was a real person? Like he's like, yeah, he's like an old Catskills guy, right? Right. Yeah. And Vegas. Okay. Well, he's, he heard something so horrific. At the Friars Club that made him quit, that Gilbert said. And Gilbert, yeah. much like I said, never go back and listen to your old stuff, doesn't want anybody even to hear it because he went, in our imagination, it's even more disgusting than what it actually is. So he wants us just to imagine it. He thinks he would let us down if he told us exactly what he said. Um, so it probably wasn't even that bad. It won't be as bad as what we're going to imagine it to be. Because he can say some awful things. Sure. But that's what he thats what he does. That is his thing. Yeah, they did book him. Yeah. Uh, Henry in Florida, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Andrew. Once, twice. You're gone, Andrew. See, sometimes I even have to hang up on people. That's how it is. Uh, <laughs> Terry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie, how's it going, man? Good. Got uh, two great bands here. First one, Hooray for the Riff Raff. Have uh, Pepper Hicks pull up uh, Look Out Mama. Guarantee you love this song within two minutes. The other guy's name is Joe Purdy. Both fantastic. Love them both. Right, thanks. 
I don't know if I want to hear any new music now. People heard one guy give you a band that you like. Now they're like, all right, we have to fucking fill up your goddamn playlist. I'm actually a little disappointed that I don't host Cosmos. And I would actually, if I did, I'd call myself Dr. Ronald Bennington. You know, make it fucking big. That was going to check. I know I could actually be a surgeon if they would just let me try. So you, didn't, you didn't go to school for it, though. Mm-mm. And I'm not going to. I'd like to just go in there and do surgery. They can't let you in just for cutting up bodies willy-nilly. Says who? Says the people being operated on. You gotta go to school. How about if I go in with somebody who'll let me do it? I'll fucking show up with the guy. I, Did you ever play that game Operation when you were a kid? Yeah, of course. I used to fucking win all the time. I was amazing at it. <laughs> I know I could fucking do an operation. I think if you got in there, you did one, you actually, and you were successful, I think they have to let you be I'll a doctor. That, right, I'm willing to fucking <laughs> say this. I'll do the first five for free. And if you have any problem with my work, I'll pull out. Even don't even get me a brain surgery. Let me just take out bullets for the first fucking week. Uh, who could, you could take out a bullet. Yeah, I there, know I could. Yeah, it's I've just, seen that done in a fucking movie plenty of times. Yeah, digging it out. You need to have fucking finesse to grab that thing and get it out of the body without uh, fucking anything else fuck, I'll bring my own tweezers from home. <laughs> <laughs> dirty. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to fucking shit. soak them like I get this thing from the barbershop. <laughs> no, they have sterile <laughs> shit. <laughs> I got that blue stuff in the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, like every once in a while you hear somebody gets busted for doing like uh, some butt implants in a hotel room. Yeah. You could probably get something like that some, if you just set up shop someplace, like in a hotel room. Like by the airport, and then I don't think I want to do a butt implant. Though I'd like to do <laughs> well, open heart surgery. I you do, do both. St- I think you get them, but you get them in with the butt butt implant. That I'll gets them in is, the door. It's some of those things that they say like the surgery is eight or ten hours. I'm bringing a fucking sandwich in. You can't bring a sandwich in a sterile environment. No one's eating in there. What if a fucking goddamn piece of lettuce falls? Uh, into you the don't wound? want me. My concentration goes off if I haven't eaten. <laughs> I, you sure there's no food allowed there? Wait, have you been in one of those? Uh, no, but they can't be rooms? having fucking people eating full meals. I was in one. It was very fucking bright in there. Yeah, yeah. You got to bring that right down. Yeah, that just that harshes the vibe. I know. I don't like. I don't, <laughs> you can't I can't work can't, that way. Yeah. It's too fucking bright. You just need some music, some food, some I'll dim light. Is there a job that you know you couldn't do? Because I I know right now I don't think I could ever work in a coal mine. I think I would absolutely say. Look, I just was getting ready to go down there, and fucking now I'm not going to go. I don't like to be underground with a low ceiling. I think it would be uncomfortable. I don't think I could like work like a government job, like a DMV thing. I think I would freak out. Yeah, but that kind of job, it's up to you. You could just say, I don't give a fuck about it. Like, I mean, you had jobs that you didn't care about. Oh, yeah. And the freedom that comes with that is amazing. Yeah, that's a nice mindless job. Mm. Yeah, I could do anything mindless. And a coal mine is probably rough, but the hat and the coming out with the, the face all that blacked up. That I would love up, to do, that, yeah. You have a lunch bucket. You yeah. feel, you know, that's... Feel like a man. Yeah. That I now, would like. I would like to just put some coal in my face and go into a bar with you when we're done. <laughs> but being down there all day would annoy me. Afterwards, yeah, I'd feel fantastic. I mean, I would love the feeling of just having finished a marathon. It's the running the marathon that I'm not going to do. I'll take the success in anything, though. I'll take the celebration for almost any job. Yeah, no, the actual mining's probably not And you fun. know what? We were bringing up, like, Norris being a, a nanny. I would never trust myself to take care of kids. Well, if there's ever a man that wants to work with children, then he should be arrested right away. I agree away. 
Like that, that, that should just be like, oh, you want to be a seventh grade gym teacher? You're under arrest now. Right. Because you're, you're definitely you're a child to. molester. I was at a fucking party once and I, there was two dudes there. And these were fucking regular guys. And they were both teaching, like, elementary, like, first and second. And they were having a shop talk, and I was watching them. And they're going like this. Yeah, I don't know. It's really tough to keep their concentration. And the other guys, here's what you got to do. You got to always make sure. And they're having this. I'm like, I felt like I was insane. I felt like it was the nuttiest thing two men could be talking like about. Like gang in the minds of children. And yeah, stuff. like how to keep them happy and Fuck upbeat that. and learning how to make a fucking G. Well, that and there's like something when you, I think about my teachers when I was a kid. Like now, it's like they were so weird because they existed in this world of kids. Yeah, like those are almost like they're, you're almost their coworkers, and they hate yeah. your guts a little bit. Well, you know, especially like like the first time I made a teacher angry at me like they'd be angry at a man I really felt like I accomplished something in life that happened to me really early on <laughs> I mean right from the beginning I always know they don't like me and my kind you know I just felt like they I remember even being in first grade like why is it always what she wants to do what about any of us? Like, I have got some ideas what would be great to do today. And then I also said that there's, you know, I would go like this. This isn't the kind of information I'm going to have to use when I'm older. And she like, this is the alphabet. You're absolutely <laughs> going to have to use this. You're going to have to find out. So? What uh, a D does. This is important. Yeah, but now you don't. You see, they didn't know iPhones were coming out. And now, now you don't need look, to know any of that stuff. Look, it's a child. Um, <laughs> come on in. Well, come on in. in. Come in. Yeah. Be on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Come on yeah, in. Come Talk on. on the radio. Yeah. You want to come in and say hi? Yeah. Jump up in your chair. Yeah, everybody can hear you. You don't have you don't have school today? Come in and talk into the microphone. Yeah, have fun. Tell everybody what your name is. Esther. Esther. And how old are you, Esther? Six. And how come you're not at school today? Because I'm going I'm with my mom. And you're learning about what your mom does, right? Yes. And what happens here, do you know? You know what we didn't know? I don't either. <laughs> I work here and I'm not sure. So, are you married? No. no, you're too young to be married. You have a boyfriend? No. Okay, you, are you looking? Looking at what? Looking to have a boyfriend? Are you ready to settle down? No. Okay, because you don't want to, you know, wait too long. There's a prom coming up in 12 years. What do you, uh, and what grade are you in? First. First grade. So, we were just sitting here talking about what school is like. Is it hard or easy? I don't know. Who's smarter, boys or girls? I have no idea. See, I always thought that the girls were smarter than boys. What do you got there that you're playing with? Binoculars. I made it out of cups. You let me. Can I see them? It's a little broken. No, it's a little broken. You made these binoculars out of cups. Oh my God! I can see pretty far with them too. <laughs> that is really nice. Well. I'm going to give you something for being here today. This is called a cigar. Now, <laughs> this is the end that you suck on and you light the other end. Do you smoke? No. You should never smoke unless you want the other kids to think that you're cool. 
Then they'll like you more. It was so nice to meet you, Esther. Enjoy your day, okay? okay. Have a fun day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. She's great. Bye. My favorite thing that she said is I made binoculars, and there's just these two cups. She had cut the bottom out of Look, now they're running down the hall having fun. Yeah. Shoes are lighting up. Yeah, kids' shoes light up. Were you nervous with a kid in here? Yeah. Uh, he's got a thing where he feels like if he's left alone with a kid, he will then think he's going to be accused of doing something awful. Yeah, something inappropriate, which I would never do. But you look like the guy. <laughs> no, it's it does it. It is nerve wracking. Thank you, Chris. You know, because I have I have a niece, and I have to go to and I have to go to like the birthday parties, and she's that age now, so I've had to go to six of them, and. Every year it gets a little weirder because I'm just like this dude by myself at this child's birthday party. And you can't, other than look at my phone, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Like, you can't stare at the kid. Like, if you look at the kids playing too long, you feel like a creep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my brother's busy chasing around the kids and stuff. I think uh, I like to stare at the mother's tits. I think that's the only thing you can See, do. That's the thing, though. You know, that might not look good. Well, I think then at least they know that you're not going to you're not looking you're at the not, kids too okay, long. That does sound helpful. You know, like you could even say later, tell them, wasn't I inappropriately <laughs> looking at your tits? I groped you, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't take it. I went. You see if Michelle you know. wants to bring her kid in. I told her I'll, I'll check back in with her, but yeah, she knows the. Well, what's she waiting for? Yeah, when the kids come by, bring them in. It'll be fun for everybody. Uh, Mike Vecchione is stopping in a little bit, and he's going to be on uh, David Tell's show. Yeah, he's, he's going to be on Comedy Underground this week on Comedy Central at 1 a.m. I like the uh, the Underground show. Oh, it's great. And uh, Mike Vecchione has his new album, Muscle Confusion, which is now on iTunes. See? Yeah. That's a cool name for a fucking album. Not as cool as mine. What is yours again? This album means nothing. See, I do. There's a nihilist market out there that yeah. never gets tapped by comedians. <laughs> no, Vecchio Owen's very funny, dude. And Chris's yeah, album's being uh, recorded tonight at the Creek and the Cave in Long Island City. Tonight and tomorrow. Go to creeklic.com for it, more information. Are you going, Norris? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, great. <laughs> Norris and Shelby will be there. There's going to be white people there, right? There's yeah. a lot of white people there. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, you really like white people, huh? Yep. Not the kind. So far since I've been working here, I think I like everything. Really, <laughs> it's turned your mind a little oh bit because you weren't around a lot of white people growing no, up. I wasn't. What's the kind of white person that oh, you want? The door, please. Hi guys. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Who's this, Michelle? This is my son. Yeah. We'll call him Branson. Branson. Now. <laughs> I'm hungry too. Oh, jeez, yeah. We're what, at we're what, at hunger. Where are you where are you going for lunch today? Well, we're going someplace you're not invited to. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You brought him here to see what your work is like. Right. But when Tim is not here, that's a totally different situation. It's a different situation. Yeah. Now normally it's Tim saying I'm hungry. Right, but and today going for the door. it's my son Branson. Yeah. I saw uh, a, just met a little girl named Esther a second ago that would be perfect for him. Oh well, maybe we'll set him up. But at this time, I must feed him. Okay, go get him food. We're He's done. got yeah. He is done. You don't want to be known as a bad mom. All right, He's thanks for stopping like me, by. Isn't he? Yeah. Exactly. He's a little taller than you. It's un- uncanny. Bye bye. That's canny. Let's go. <laughs> uh, and then Norris, do you notice that Michelle doesn't introduce her? 
to her husband. At least the father of her child. That's weird. Baby daddy. And they look like the hipster family of all time, right? Oh, yeah. They should be in Park Slope, like at a bar with the kid. Right. They look like babies asleep, bong hits. (laughs) (laughs) But he wasn't having it. He's like, I'm hungry. I don't fucking blame (laughs) him. Now, if you were a kid and you didn't understand the concept of radio, nothing would look duller than this, than adults (laughs) sitting around talking in a room. (laughs) Oh, but what's even... When you're a kid having your parents listen to, like, talk radio, Mm-hmm. is the worst thing. Is that right? I think when I was a kid and my dad would listen to like sports talk radio or something like that, it would drive me nuts just to hear people talking. Like I just want to hear any kind of music. Uh, yeah, just start to fucking rock, dad. Rock for a change. It's so cute, all the parents. And you didn't bring your kid in. I don't have any no, children. So I don't have any kids. That you Really? You don't? No. Do you have a pet or something? No, I don't have any pets. I don't have any children. I don't want the responsibility of taking care of something else that's alive. Once you have it, I heard, it's like the best thing of your life. Yeah, I can't fucking imagine that. <laughs> uh, Andy and Marilyn, you're on the Running Fed Show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, what's up? Uh, nothing much, man. I just thought... Pretty much, man, one time I had seen Chris, man, do some stand-up, and uh, there was a heckler out there in Ohio, and uh, Chris had something about how the guy smelled like he had ate his mother's shit. That wasn't me, dude. <laughs> I would remember that. Are you... No. <laughs> Get out of here. What kind of Chris, fucking line is you sound like you ate your mother's shit? I mean, I'm going to use it now, <laughs> since it's been attributed to me, but I've never said it before. It's a good line. There, there's a, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Chris Laker. It's a, Chris Laker. I've seen you performing. You you performed in Ohio in Sandusky. In Sandusky, Ohio. No, I have not. I've never had the well, pleasure of Sandusky, Ohio. I I will. Uh, I'll go there now, though, since they they've seen and know who I am. I, hell yeah, man! You know we all know who you are out here. Well, I, I knew that there was a place. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Man, I'll tell you what. You come on out, there's a place, the Red Robin, we'll let you come anytime. The Red Robin. Okay, are you just trying to get a plug into your favorite chain restaurant? (laughs) Well, we go there all the time, we bring them up on YouTube, and like, it's kind of like every Red Robin Friday, and like, you know. Andy, you're an awful caller, thank you. (laughs) That's probably an alcoholic. Don't make you a bad person, that's a disease. It's a disease that you can catch. I'm just saying he's getting whacked fucking calling up the show, saying he sees Chris I know, Laker. but would you make fun of someone with several fucking palsy? No, but I said I had several palsy. If you don't palsy, point at, at someone with several palsy and laugh, then you shouldn't point at somebody that's an alcoholic and laugh. I don't know. The cerebral palsy thing seems a bit crazy. Cerebral palsy and alcoholism are related because they're the only two diseases that you can get from over-drinking. <laughs> I think. Well, you I mean, can you stagger. I think you both. can. I think you can give cerebral palsy if you drink a lot. You know, to your kid. If you drink, drink when you're pregnant, that. that'll that'll happen. I think. I hate when they blame the the mother for what's wrong with the kid. Your mom smoked when you were. When Cig- she yeah, pregnant. she smoked cigarettes. Yeah, every, yeah. 
She enjoyed. She it was the eighties. Come on, didn't know how bad cigarettes were. It was the eighties? All the moms were smoking in I mean, the eighties. Yeah, it was fucking Joshua Tree. You could actually okay? you could smoke as you were giving birth back then. Hell yeah! It's, I would just like to see a picture of your mom, like or like a video, early video, and she's just sitting there smoking with her fucking pregnant belly, and you just hear she blinded me with science playing in the background. I think even then somebody would have said. To, I think Thomas Dolby would have said, "Put that cigarette." right out. Please. Marlboro Light's almost good for you. It is like having a salad, they say. What? You turned out fine. Yeah. You're doing fantastic. Smoke is you are. You're rest. on top of the world, Chris. Thank you. <laughs> Hard to believe this was a song, huh? <laughs> Fucking video is even crazier. On the uh, weekend show, I'm talking to some people about 80s, uh, all the... That music. What was the name of that book that they wrote? The name of that, that's uh, Mad World, an oral history of the new wave artists and songs that, that define the 80s. That was a fun interview. That'll be on this uh, Sunday night. Yeah, on, what else are we doing this Sunday On Indy. Yeah, uh, on uh, Indy, uh, Channel 104, on Ron Banks Interviews, that'll be the what, authors. What's my name? Ron Bennington Interviews. Bennington, he calls me. <laughs> <laughs> me and Tracy Morgan, pronounce your name exactly correct. All black people say Bennington. Bennington. Good. So John Favreau will be on this weekend show. Uh, Bob Weir and Mike Fleiss from yesterday will be on this show on uh, this weekend show on Indie Channel One Hundred Four. That's all of it. I Jackie Green. Jackie Green's interview from yesterday. It wasn't yesterday, Chris. How are you, a producer? <laughs> well, you don't know the difference between yesterday and days ago. That was aired yesterday. I probably meant. <laughs> I could change the lineup still. I didn't think it aired yesterday, did it? It aired yesterday morning, yeah. Wow. We, we, we oh, popped we, it early. We, yeah, we recorded it the night before. Yeah. All right, you're right. I'm fucking, I'm sorry. Don't be. I made a giant, no, I made a giant mistake. Don't be sorry. I'm going to take this fucking pen. Don't do it! it. No, <laughs> stop it! Why would you stop me? <laughs> hey, here's another one of your Sandusky fans. It's Matt. Hey, Matt, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, I see was at that show when he was playing in Sandusky at the Red Robin. It was a nice small crowd, but it was real nice. He um, robbed the house. That was, was a great Thursday show afternoon. for you, Chris. Damn, you should be recording this album at the fucking Red <laughs> Robin in Sandusky. Why is it live from Sandusky? <laughs> Why are you doing it at the cave in Long Island City tonight? Uh, it's a little bit just closer to my house, but I will be at the Red Robin in Sandusky, Ohio next weekend. <laughs> Uh, unlimited you, fries. <laughs> I saw you, man. You were fucking funny. You talking it. all that shit. <laughs> talking uh, all your comedy shit. My new album, Your Mother. You smell like you ate your mother's shit. <laughs> so, before you got here today, there was a town hall meeting with the entire um, cast of Spitterman. The. So, the uh, the young Jewish boy who goes on and does stuff. And Jamie Foxx was hosting it. The talk with all the... And who are the stars of the movie? That, was, that would be um, Andrew Garfield. Uh-huh. You know him from uh, The Social Network. And, then and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, yeah, the first Spider-Man. Spider-Man 1. And then the girl who's adorable. Yeah. What's her name? Oh, Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. So Jamie was there. And he was hosting. You you saw this. So this is what he was doing instead of introducing people. Like, I'd be like, hey, come out. You know, Chris uh, Laker's here. He's recording his debut album tonight at the Cave in Long Island. Um, Norris is with us. Chris Stanley's with us as our producer. And, of course, Shelby on the 
on the board. He was actually introducing everyone like this. Who's in the house? Chris Stanley. Who's in the house? Shelby. Who in the house? <laughs> Who in the house? Chris Laker. And it was really <laughs> so greatly uncomfortable. <laughs> That it was maybe the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. And that wasn't prepared. No. So the first who in the house was yeah. had to be shocked that they have to announce themselves. Right. What? And again, I think not only was that prepared, I don't think he knows who he did the movie with. I think he was there. It was like, oh, we got some producers and co-stars. I better come up with something cool so they introduce themselves. It was a weird fucking time. He was shouting out Foxhole Radio, too, after, like, everything <laughs> yeah. that happened. Foxhole Radio! Yeah, we're on the channel. Like, um, it would be like this. Like, Chris, tell everybody about your part. Oh, well, working on Spider-Man was just the best. Foxhole what? Radio! I was trying to talk about... And then he would also go like this. Well, it's cracking in your ass! <laughs> And then, like Emma Stone, like yes, yeah, we have Foxhole Radio, but uh, let's back to the back to the yeah, point. I uh, guess it is cracking in my uh, in my ass. <laughs> but here's you know here's the thing about Jamie Fox, he's got his Oscar. Everything else is just dessert from this point on. <laughs> forget he's won an Oscar. I forget that he got it for Ray all yeah. the time. I just fucking think of him as Steaming Willie Beeman. Well, the thing... Uh, yeah, or she, Jarhead. You brought that up quite a few times today, Chris. Oh. But the thing about Ray is no one ever watched Ray a second time. They were like, oh, this was really nice. But no one ever said, oh, Ray was on last night. I caught it again. What a great movie. I just didn't understand how he, he just stood there while his brother drowned in that little bucket. Just stopped flashing around. He was fucking blind. He couldn't... He wasn't blind when the brother was drowning well, well he didn't know what drowning meant then this was down south <laughs> all right it was the 1970s people didn't know what drowning meant they didn't know that it was bad to keep your head underwater for too long <laughs> we wouldn't have all this great music if if his brother lived yeah you know he had to be tortured and go through you know bouts with drug addiction and stuff like that you need that i'm just gonna drown Christian. you learned how to swim down in the dr right no you don't know how to swim I took classes in DR, actually. But that was when I was younger. Are you a very good swimmer? No. Are you a beach person? No. Because you already got your tan, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see you as being a, even a bathing suit person. Am I correct about that? Kind of, yeah. Even though she's a very pretty young lady, she's, um, I'm not saying shy, but you're sensitive about things. Yep, that is right. It's like I'm a fucking fortune teller, you know yeah. Too much. Yeah. This is why I believe with you, believe in you. So you don't have what to. you're saying is true. I, so that, I'm gonna that, go with what you're saying. I know, but that's a very <laughs> it's an uncomfortable thing. <laughs> why? Because you know what I mean. Like you, you're putting too much pressure on me. Mm. We should break. We haven't broken yet today. Chris, you want to hang out with Mike, or you got to get going? Yeah, I'll hang out. Are you sure? Because I'm worried about you preparing your shit for tonight. No, I'm all ready to go. It's a big fucking <laughs> night for you, dude. All right. All right. Chris Laker going to hang out with us, his new album, tonight at the Creek in the Cave. You know Mike Vecchione, right? Yeah, I know Mike. I know him a long time. Great. So, uh, he, is he here? He's here, yeah. Great. We'll pull him in. He's got a big show this weekend, Chris. Yeah, on a Saturday, he'll be on David Tell's Comedy Underground. That's uh, airs on Comedy Central's at 1 a.m. And then he has his new album, Muscle Confusion, out on iTunes. We'll be right back. as Ron and Fez. Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. Serious XM Comedy Hits. 
Comedy fans, what's up? It's Jeffrey Gurian here for SiriusXM Radio, bringing you the 411 on what's going on in the comedy scene in New York, L.A., and anywhere else I think is important within one minute. Bud Friedman opened the Improv in 1963 on West 44th Street in New York City, and in doing so, changed the face of entertainment by creating the world's first comedy club. For its 50th anniversary, Comedy Central will air the documentary, The Improv, 50 years behind the brick wall on Friday, May 2nd at midnight on Comedy Central, where else? Featuring almost every big star that came out of that club. Bud was my recent guest on the Ron and Fez show recently during the tribute to David Brenner and he and his partner Mark Lana were also honored at the last Just for Last festival in Montreal where I interviewed them both for Comedy Matters TV. Check it out on YouTube or at ComedyMattersTV.com Anyway, that's it for me. This has been Jeffrey Green for SiriusXM reminding you you may forget a lot of things but never forget that comedy matters. Follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Green and ComedyMattersTV.com Shout out to Nick Crow. That's my one minute. I'm out! Ron and Fez on Raw Dog Serious XM Comedy Hits Channel 99 Yeah, it's a Fed show on Thursday, are we, Chris? It's Thursday. Good. Good. Then tomorrow will be... Friday. All right. <laughs> Staying in line. Doing it right. Uh, Chris Laker's in with us. He's uh, recording his album out tonight uh, at the Creaking Cave in Long Island City. But Mike Vecchione has just stopped in. Yes. And your album has... And I'm going to I'm gonna uh, quote the Rap Kids. Dropped. Yeah. It dropped. It's dropped. It dropped on Tuesday. Um, there was no shootings or anything like that, so yeah. it wasn't as exciting. But um, now I'm proud of the album. It's called Muscle Confusion, and it's available on iTunes. Now we were just talking about this when you put. This is the, one of the few things in stand up that becomes permanent in your life. Right. Normally stand up is there's a flow, things come in, things come out. Right. But when that album happens. It's locked in. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, because um, we work so hard on the material over the years. I don't think people realize that what goes into the material over the years. Mm-hmm. And then you bring it together and then you put it down. And then, it, you know, like I was involved in the editing, you're involved in everything. So it's really like, it's a labor intensive process. Do you hate editing or did you like I really don't like it that much, but yeah. I want it the way that I want it. So mm-hmm. in order to get that, you have to do the you know, put the work in. I never go back and listen to anything I've ever done. Chris is putting together our best ofs next yeah. week because I just I'll listen to it for a second and go, I can't fucking do radio. I get that after all these years. <laughs> I'm fucking awful at radio. <laughs> it's terrible. If you, the worst thing that you could have in life is any taste because then you know you suck. You know. No, we're just. I think we're just all the type of broken people where we're super critical of ourselves. All of us. But talent, more talented people. Like, I owned a club, and people would call me up and go, look, I'm going to come in. I'm fucking hysterical. Oh. I'll kill. And I would say, come in Monday night. Right. And then they would get up, and they would die right. in front of a room full of people. And come off and go, well, what do you think? And I go, motherfucker. <laughs> I go, motherfucker. <laughs> I remember saying to people, when I had my club, I go, look. I think it's great. You know, you can, you're always w- welcome to come back in on amateur nights. And they go, but I want to work the weekend. I want to get paid. I go, do you have any <laughs> friends? Will you consider the funny guy with your friends? 
You know? Because somebody had to be laughing at some point. I can't imagine that you would be funny. But funny people, they're like, Dude, don't even look at me yet. I'm right. not ready to be judged by you. I just let me over here on the side because it would drive it drives you crazy. But they're highly critical of themselves, which yeah. is why, you know these. Other, but I I kind of admire the guys who are like I'm amazing, uh-huh. and they're not. I just admire the confidence that they have in themselves, even though they're not. They don't have anything really. They don't have much of a product, but they really get fully on board with selling themselves, no matter what. Now, it, and, you know, really, they can't do anything more than an amateur night. But yeah. just the, I never had that kind of confidence. Yeah, Brian Regan will say, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. he's never gotten around. But you'll meet some black kid who's been up twice who's like, why don't I have a special? Why are they holding me back? Black kids have way more confidence. They got... Yeah. They... they uh I think I uh, maybe not all, but like certain guys in urban rooms, they really do. But they, I think right. they need that confidence with those crowds, just to be able to walk up yeah. there, just yeah. to be able to walk. But up I mean, off. the same thing is true with like women. Like I'm like a single guy now, and uh, and. Uh, it's with guy, these guys with this ultra confidence just get hot chicks. Yeah, because they just keep coming. It's like uh, they're just like Mexican boxers, man. They just no, keep coming yeah, forward. They stay in tight. They <laughs> They'll take tight. two to yeah. get one off. Yeah. They don't care. They feel really good. They're feeling really good about it. Uh, who was the boxer from Ohio? Uh, Boom Boom Mancini. Ray Mancini. You, he was always like, hit me. You know, yeah. that's what I'm here for. Hit me. Right. But when I hit you, it's fucking, you're going to go down and stay down. And that's, that's that. Can you imagine even having that kind of drive as a boxer without going, ow, ow, fuck right. this. This right. isn't worth it. I'm getting hit too much. But those guys have that mentality. They'll walk through fire. Like Boom right. Boom had it. I was a big fan of Boom Boom growing up because I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. So A great fighting town. A great town. Yeah. It's a great town. It's a depressed area. So he was like a hero growing up but he had that kind of mentality and now i have to say like i try i root for uh, american fighters you know uh-huh. but uh the mexican fighters it's hard it's very hard not to root for them because right. they're so the way they fight is just so awesome they just that walk through fire mentality where they'll take two of your punches to get one off they just can't i guess go home without giving it everything that they yeah. have you know, it's like why you'll never see a great fighter with the last name Rockefeller or DuPont. Right. It's like that. Why would they? Why would you do that? Right. Why would you raise a Kennedy to start boxing? Doesn't make any sense. You have to say there's nothing else for me to right. do but chew through this. They're pushed into those circumstances. Yeah. And then, but what emerges is really something incredible, I think. But Youngstown is maybe, is there still a boxing scene in Youngstown? Um, we, this time? We, you know, there was a boxer named. Uh, Kelly Pavlik, who was a middleweight champion, and he came out of this uh, gym called the Southside Gym. We actually went home for uh, like a baptism, and we passed it on the way back from the baptism. It's just a little hole in the wall gym. Yeah. So I really don't know what the boxing scene is like, but I know the people there. I wrestled there. I started wrestling there, and it is a very tough, tough area. There's tough guys there. They and there's good programs. So you know, it's a tough area. You know, there's no steel anymore, and it's 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 still a depressed area. But the people mm-hmm. there are really like. Good people and yeah. uh, tough. Like the kids there are tough. Well, it's also one of those towns that even the people who left wish they didn't leave. You know what I mean? Like right. they 
carry that. Pittsburgh's the same way. When you yeah. go somewhere and there's a Pittsburgh bar, those people would rather be living back in Pittsburgh. Right. You know, Youngstown. I know a lot of people from there that when I was down in Florida, and they would just sit around and talk about it right. all the time. Right. It's uh, one of the things that when we got rid of industry, we drove people away from yeah. where they wanted to live. Absolutely. Chris, you're still in where you grew up, though, Queens. Yeah, Astoria, Queens. Me and Christopher walk and talk about Astoria all the time. Is that right? He's from there? Yeah, he's from, yeah. His parents had a bakery there. And no one else from Queens? That was, that was the, he's the, Christopher Walken's the biggest name. There's not much else from Astoria. In my town, it was Billy White Shoes Johnson, the man who uh, invented dancing after you scored a touchdown. <laughs> he invented we, it. Yeah, he was the first one to start dancing after he had a touchdown. That's he unbelievable. wasn't the first person with white shoes, and <laughs> and yet he had that nickname. That's a great name. That's a great like um, football name. It's also could be a great like mob name. These mob guys have great names: <laughs> White Shoes, Three Fingers. <laughs> I like that. I really like that. But I live in Astoria now, actually, Chris. And uh, sometimes I'll go to the gym, and they they have these pictures on the wall with the old Steinway, the factory, yeah. and the kids. They had pictures of the kids working in the factories. It's yeah, pretty great. unbelievable. Children man. working. Children, <laughs> yeah, child, child yeah. labor. And, and Greek still, kids, white kids, not yeah. Chinese kids. <laughs> there's still a Ste- Steinway fucking uh, factory out there in the Steinway mansion. It's still for sale. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's like How three- are the piano sales? <laughs> Good. Probably well, way down. Yeah. We um, worked on the, in, uh, the Steinway building on 57th Street. And Randy Newman came in and we said, oh, wouldn't it be great that when he comes up, we'll have a Steinway in the studio. And, you know, we'll just have them bring it up to freight elevator. They did, and Wiki signed off on it, and it cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Do you remember even how much? Uh, I think it was at least three grand to just bring it up, just bring up four flights yeah. and, and get a guy to come in to tune it, too. And tune it wow. was the big deal. And I thought it was five. I thought it was five G's altogether. Jesus. Yeah. And I was like, we could have pocketed that fucking cash, and I just played a record by him and sent him home. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get a discount in Astoria? If you go right to the factory and get a fresh one? Piano's well, a great, uh, a great I mean, restaurants in Astoria, though. It's a great, it's really a great neighborhood. But now it's kind of kind of yuppied up a little bit, you know. I don't you know, know what you think. Is your parents used to have a bakery that was supposedly one of the best in I, the country? I remember my parents taking me there, and I remember like the candy apples. Like as a little kid, this is the thing that stuck out was the candy apples that were fucking blew me away. And my parents would tell me like, "Oh, a famous actor, fucking is, is, mm. that's their chi- that's their kid." I, they I actually know. said "fuck to you" as a child. <laughs> <laughs> my dad would drop f bombs. He didn't nah. care. <laughs> And then if I try to drop one, he gets pissed. It didn't make any sense. Wash your mouth out with well, soap. I would be lo- no. They wouldn't go that far. They no. just yell. Well, now it would be hand sanitizer. Do you shut up, Purell? Do you have a story of pride? Yeah, I have a story of pride. <laughs> so I grew up on Staten Island. There's no pride in that. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm so happy to not be there. No one is proud of Staten Island. <laughs> the people, the people that stayed. I, I live in Manhattan now because as a kid growing up in Staten Island, there's two dreams: either join the sanitation department or move to Staten Island. I mean, move to Manhattan to the Big Island. Like Working Girl. You know. Like the movie Working yes. Girl. Yes, I'm very much like <laughs> Melanie Griffith. <laughs> I feel that way. I got over here. And I don't want to. But the. The people there love it, but it's uh, as a kid, I, I just knew it was... The first time I came into Manhattan as a kid, I was like, I, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Staten Island's like the Sicily of 
isn't it? Like, but they, yeah, and you know what? They really are like old school New Yorkers over there. Mm-hmm. They yeah. still have the accent. Oh God, so thick. You know. Wu Tang's the only people who are proud of fucking Staten Island. The only ones and I think it out. it's also great that they're the only people who vote Republican. <laughs> they really just, are. Yeah, <laughs> they they are like the, boom. They did this thing in the um, I forget what newspaper it was a local newspaper of the each borough's view of the police, uh-huh. and it was like down in all the bureaus <laughs> except for Staten uh, Staten Island. Well, they love them I, because they're all cops and firefighters yeah. there. Yeah, you they know? all live over there. Yeah. So did, watch your back, other boroughs. Did you did you grow up, Chris, uh, liking police or disliking? Oh police? no, my dad was basically a petty criminal, so he always like, don't trust the cops, yeah. don't ever go to them. How about you guys? Did you grow up trusting the police? I, I grew up with a um, like an Asian like. Um, obedience to authority oh like don't like i know a lot of comics and this is a weird thing like i've been on some podcasts and everything um trying to promote my stuff and it's like and i've noticed this with comics like they're very like argumentative and they're really good at making points almost like in a in a lawyerly like an attorney type way i but i don't have that muscle because i was like never taught that growing up i was taught like when you're told to do something you just shut your mouth and do it uh-huh. And uh, you don't. There's no like lip or anything. I go to boxing uh, training, and I deal with other comics. And the trainer really works us. And the other, <laughs> the other participants who are also comics, like he'll tell them to do something, and they're like, "Come on, man!" And and, uh, and at first, like I understand it because I think it's funny, but it, it was kind of a shock to my ears because if I would have any kind of practice or wrestling or anything, and somebody would have done that, we would have just get, got abused, and our parents would have been like completely for it. Like there would have been no complaining know anything so i'm kind of not i'm like i'm wondering why i'm not good at that when somebody fires on me firing back and all this right. back and forth i can't think of witty things right because i was just squashed as a like and it wasn't just me it was everybody i grew up with was that you just did what you were told and there right. was no other option that's really I'm sorry I'm screaming at this point but I mean I'm trying to be emphatic about this you will do what you're told I love the angle because it's completely different like you said the entire thing of being the class clown which a lot of comics were right. means you fuck with authority right. and you were like no you go along yeah. you would have been a great Nazi if you I- were- <laughs> <laughs> no you know what I- I'm finding out like uh, people like I have like a, I'm Italian and I have and I'm not very tall, but I'm thick, you know? So people are like, oh, you look like you would be a bully or somebody who could maybe fight, like, scrap. And I'm like, I'm not tough in that sense. Like, I can't beat you up, but I can take a beating. Uh-huh. Like, I'm good that way. Like, I could take a good beating, and I won't tell anybody, and I'll keep coming back. You would uh, you would just exhaust. Yeah, I would uh, let them punch themselves yeah. out on it's my Robodo. stupid guinea face. <laughs> 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 Mike Vecchione's new album is Muscle Confusion, available now on iTunes. And he's going to be appearing on this week's David Tells Comedy Underground on Comedy Central at 1 a.m. this Saturday. Well, let me ask you this, Mike, because we've talked about this before, but... You come when you that kind of authority, the kids will get smacked or pushed around. Right. Today, by coaches, those guys would be out. Right. Um, and I remember playing football, even at 65 pounds, where we would get physically thrown around right. by coaches. And you're like, yes, I can't remember what the fucking three hole is. I'm seven. I made a mistake. Yeah. And like your old man would be like, yeah, I took some shit out there. Today. Right, 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 right. <laughs> That's what you get for daydreaming. Everybody today would be arrested. Your Everybody parents would be, arrested. would be arrested. Yeah. But I mean, the hitting was the. It was an extreme. Not that it didn't happen. Yeah. I've seen it happen. That's the extreme. But it's just a matter of like. Um, and I had this with my father. So it was like a, f- a kind of a fear. 
Mm-hmm. Like an underlying fear. He never actually. There was never right, an abusive thing, but it was. Yeah, it was. A, it was always an underlying fear, and that was the same thing with the coaches. You just respected them and whatever they said. If they said, I remember I was in college and my roommate didn't show up for a practice, and a coach was like, "You go run." You go run, and I ran like five miles. He's like, run the entire time. You got to go run five miles. And I didn't question. I just did it. I thought it sucked, and I didn't think it was fair, but I didn't like question it. I just went and did it. And so it's like, I guess looking back at it now, it's an insane mentality. I would have been good in a cult. Yeah, you would have been good in a cult or a Marine Corps. (laughs) Like, there's always a thing, I think, that they don't draft guys that are 30 because you will say, wait, why would would we take that hill? I mean, in the big scheme, does the hill matter? And they need guys that take the hill. They need young guys that they mold and get to go, don't question, move for. Football's the same way. If you ever look at them, no one is more respectful of the referees than the largest, most vicious players we have, football players. Baseball players go after the umps all the time and kick dirt on them, spit at them. And you would think in all these years, we've never seen anyone grab a ref's throat and say, what are you talking about? Because they've been trained since they were children to be as obedient as they possibly can. Obedience was a theme. Yeah, in my it's in my fascinating. House. So, what made you? I'm think- severely damaged because of it, but yeah. it's helped me in other aspects of my life. Buy the album is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Buy Muscle Confusion on iTunes. But it's available right now. Now, Mike, I I'm like uh, I'm really at this later stage of my life. Like, not that I'm super old, but I'm discovering. Yeah. Just being like, you know, you're in different settings. I I didn't realize how I was raised till I went to college. I realized how other people were raised. I'm like, oh, this wasn't normal at all in any way. This was like super intense. And my parents were great, loving people. They did the best that they could, but there was a super amount of intensity in the house because this is the way my father was and it just set the tone so i was kind of an anxiety ridden kid you were a catholic boy yeah catholic italian catholic you go to catholic school or no i went to ccd got my training on monday yeah. nights through ccd i remember uh, there used to be nuns that would come in and they were about controlling and i would go back and forth between the public school and the catholic school and what i couldn't understand is when i was in to get my communion and i was in with the nun as a teacher she said I'm leaving the room, and I'm going to put this uh, kid in charge, and he'll write down Talker's name. When we left, when she left, I couldn't believe that everybody didn't go ape shit, like in public school. Everyone sat there like she was still there, and the kid would like rat out, and it would be considered a positive thing. Wow. These guys were really... And then the nun said when the whistle... She would come out and blow a whistle at uh, recess, and she goes, if the... And everyone had to freeze, like literally freeze when they heard the whistle. <laughs> and then come quick line up. And she said, if there's a ball in the air, I want it to stay there. And I start to laugh and look around at the other kids. And I was like, yes. <laughs> we will fucking, nothing is going to go wrong here. They were locked in. I like that. When I was in Catholic school, they did that. And then one time they put me up at the board. I was in there for, it was a third grade or fourth grade. And I was like, okay, everybody, I got the, I got the board. Yeah. And then somebody, then they come in and they ask a girl, did he not write people's names down? And then they got me out. Then I get in trouble because I let everybody right. relax it's a little bit. It's Orwellian. And they're very smart about who gets regard. It's only if you pay attention to the greater good, which no matter what the society is, it's always the greater good of the people at the top. Even a family 
it always works great for the oldest people. Right. Oh, I don't work, but I'll live here at your house, and everybody will make sure I have stuff. It never works for the people at the bottom. It sounds you know? like the mafia. Like, they yeah. ask you to kill somebody, and if you don't, then they kill you. Right. The mafia mainly killed mafia members. Right. More than anyone else. Right. Like, the way, if you wanted to get killed by the mafia, join the mafia. Or deal yeah. with them. The hierarchy. The hierarchy. Yeah, make money for them at some fucking point. <laughs> but imagine here, Chris, if we held the same rules as the mafia, how many of us would ever have lived? Because we all fuck up terrible <laughs> I'd be fucking, in this job. Fucking brain would be spiral over every wall in this fucking building. <laughs> yeah, on this floor. But you thought I was taking you out for drinks. That would have been the thing. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks, Ron. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah, get in the elevator. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> You That's always the nice thing behind the, those kind of uh, yeah. hits. It's like they always bring you in like uh, like a friendship. There's an extra yeah. amount of betrayal there. It's like yeah. the difference between hunting and farming. Hunting like is, is immediately adversarial. You're going to go out and kill the animal. Farming, it's like the animal's got to be like, oh, this guy likes him. I'm like a pet. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I can't yeah. believe I'm a pet. And then, boom, his head's cut off. And it's like, where's Jerry? He didn't come back to the coop tonight. It's then, like, yeah. oh. Literally, the cows are going, I guess we're getting food or maybe a shower. <laughs> Just all standing, and no one warns. You know no. what I mean? No one looks back and goes, "Holy shit, this isn't what we thought. We're fucked." <laughs> this has been like you go to do a, a Tell's Underground show, and you walk in that night, and it's empty. And you're yeah. just looking around. Was there plastic down here? Weird. Boom. <laughs> you're carrying your jacket over your shoulder. You're all happy with your big night. That wouldn't be a bad way to go, though, because it's like you don't. I, I feel like you wouldn't feel anything there. Don't you, you know, think you want to go out though, knowing what's happening? No, like, I think that's the worst type of uh, the worst type of death is an execution type death where you know it's coming, because there's all that anxiety. You're dying a second time with the anxiety, knowing that it's coming. When it just happens, like you don't have to deal with that extra anxiety. Yeah, I just I would always worry though. I go out in my sleep. I want to know. Uh oh, this is it. It's over. I want to have some last thoughts. Where I put this whole thing. You want a morphine drip in a hospital bed? No. No, I don't want to be high. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's a good way. point. Yeah. I don't want to be high either. But wait, yeah. You want to feel it. But if you got something really painful going on, because that's usually when you're in a hospital bed, it's like cancer or something like that. It's like really right. painful. So I think they put you, if, if they're just putting you on just to, just to dope you up so you don't, you don't mind dying, that's one thing. But if it's for pain. Yeah, do you really want to be sitting there and being like, this is great? Oh, good. More and more. No, I agree. I want to be like in the last moments of my life. I want to be. I want to be completely clear and yeah. conscious of what's happening because you're not going to be here again. Right. So you um, want to say this was it? Yeah. How do I wrap this up? Right. You know, what did I think about this whole thing? Maybe with a comedy CD, Muscle Confusion. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a no, whore. I'm just good. plugging myself. Muscle Confusion, available on iTunes. <laughs> and Mike will be appearing on David Tell's Comedy Underground on Comedy Central this Saturday uh, at 1 Can I say that I worked on the show? It's a, it was, it's a phenomenal show. The first two episodes were fantastic. Loved it. And my friends, Kurt Metzger and Nikki Glazer, are both hilarious, and they're on it. And Dave is a genius. So uh, please watch the show, and please watch just not this episode, but every week. And Chris Laker is recording his debut album. Album at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City tonight and tomorrow. Go to creeklic.com for more information. It's tickets. only one stop into Queens on the 7 train. It's very easy to get to. It's incredibly easy to get to in Long Island City. Is that your stop? Uh, no, I'm like three stops over. Oh, okay. 
I'm more on the Astoria side as opposed to the Long Island City wow. side. Wow, lines are being drawn on the sand. Yeah, it's, it's gotten weird. ugly. Really, East Coast, West Coast, no, Tupac. Metzger was worried about his bald spot. He said they were doing the best. He mentioned they could. that in another thing that we were doing, yeah. and uh, he's uh, obsessing. He's, he really is, and he's so tall, no one will ever. <laughs> and he's got so many other things going on. Kurt has so many other problems that no one is going to notice that bald spot yeah. at all. I think it's from the burning. Have you read his Facebook page? It's the, from the burning that's going on in his brain that his hair is uh, being removed. Uh, I uh, I love uh, what Attell's done with this show, but also I think the underground looks great. I was telling him that, that it looks perfect for TV. It really is the perfect feel because it's got um, low ceilings yeah. and it's and it's and it's big. So the acoustics. It's all. I mean, you you yeah. own a club, so it's all about the acoustics, really. Yeah. You know what I mean, and seeing the state. But it's a great. The way that it's shot is unbelievable. But the, you're right. The underground itself is a great location for it, and it's got like um, a club feel to it, right. which is what you know. Th- the, I think what Dave wanted for this show. Yeah, I really like what he's doing. I like the the lengths of the sets. Right. The whole thing has just been a terrific flow. I think it's really smart to have more well-known people just stop in for a second, but not necessarily to jump in the same thing as the other guys. Right. Uh, No offense to anyone else, but I'm I'm glad that it's not a competition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because really in life, you guys aren't competing with each other. Right. If anything, who else you got to depend on? Well, our CDs might, and then it's a fight to the... I mean, I really like Chris, but I will step on his throat to get even one more uh, sale but you are you were saying yours is charting like it was um it was 16 on iTunes mm-hmm. the last time I checked so and it was in very good company like a lot of really good comics that I admire so um, yeah it was doing it was doing pretty well but no. that's just from the support now Chris you don't even know when yours is gonna come out right I'm not sure no because it's a uh, do a label and I guess they have a schedule or whatever how to when they're going to put it out are you going to edit your stuff as well Um, yeah I'm going to be involved in it but we're on the same the same label Mike and they play the album like completely on Raw Dog Mm -hmm. when it comes out so that's pretty cool but yeah I'm going to definitely be involved in the editing and all. are you going to throw a party I don't know, man. They'd have a listening party like the old days. Where, listening, yeah, just they, play it for yeah. everybody. Yeah, they used to do it. that with when I started radio. The record label would invite you to a party, and then you know they have food and alcohol for you, and they're like, "Everyone, sit down now. Let's listen to this." You're like, oh boy, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. And I'll just stare at everybody while yeah. they listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> check if they laugh or they yeah. don't laugh. Huh? That's great. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, wait. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> there you go. How many shows are you doing, Chris? Two. That's cool, man. How many did you do for yours? I did two. Yeah. Yeah, I did two, but I did a lot of time on both. And then, uh, and by the end of it, the crowd was like exhausted, but which I got. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm right. like, you guys are tired. And I'm, I kept apologizing to them, <laughs> but I'm like, I have to get this all out. So I got, I did like an hour and 20 and then edited it down to uh, 50. Where'd you do it at? The Stand, which mm. is a great club. Yeah, I like city. The Stand it's, too. It's awesome. I'm there tonight, actually, for their one year, um, not one year, their 10 year anniversary of their first cringe humor show. Is that right? Yeah. Is that 10 years 10 now? 10 years. So, tonight. Wow, I remember when those guys first started doing that yeah. stuff, too. They're very pro comic, pro comedy guys. Show. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
They're great guys. Then do your reads. <laughs> do your reads. You, we got to break again? Yeah, then we have to break again, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike Vecchione, his new album, Muscle Confusion, available now on iTunes. He'll also be at The Stand tonight in New York City, and he'll, and he'll be appearing on this week's David Tell's Comedy Underground at 1 a.m., airing on Comedy Central this Saturday. And Chris Laker's debut album is being recorded tonight at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City and tomorrow. Go to creeklic.com for more information and tickets. When we get back, I'm going to ask you guys a question. Is there ever... Never too far in comedy because we had Shecky Green on the oh, other wow. day and he was upset uh, and quit the Friars Club over something I read Gilbert that. Uh, said. Joan Rivers is fighting with the Cleveland kidnapped victims. <laughs> <laughs> Almost That's impossible. hilarious. But the one person who will never apologize is Joan Rivers. Yeah. Everybody else is like, I'll break. And Joan Rivers is like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. She's um, earned it. She's amazing. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get back. It's the Ron and Fez show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ron and Fez on Raw Dog. It's the Ron and Fez show. I just saw Kevin Meany in the hall, and he was trying to ask me about this fight between Gilbert and Shecky. I don't know why it makes people so happy to think that Shecky Green's in a fight. Well, it's amazing because it's that you're still ready and still can get pissed <laughs> yeah, off about stuff. It's fucking great. That is kind of fun. Uh, it's up on the iBank today. But I was going to ask you guys: Do you feel like there's anything off limits in comedy? Did Kevin Meany ask you, or did he sing it in like a <laughs> show tune form? The, yeah, he's right around the corner. Have <laughs> you ever met him? He's, yeah, so he's unbelievable. Funny. I, I work he's with him all the time so at the Comedy Cellar. Funny. He really genuinely makes me crack up. Yeah, he's hilarious. He. Um, he is also one of those guys that uh, just keeps going. Yeah. You know, he's Absolutely. been around for a long time and is still out there doing it. But is there anything out of bounds for you guys? I mean, I don't, uh, I think personally, yeah. I don't, I don't, I won't say the N word on stage, but I mean, that's Off like, stage but, you do, though. Just in the break. That was a bunch of times. Well, it's, the na- it's the name of my cat, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's never in context yeah. with you. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't I, subject matter. I don't. I don't really think of of there's anything off limits. It's it's usually well, depends why on is the, the N word off limits to you. Well, that just creates a, a hole in the that you can't dig yourself out of. Usually, now some people. The thing is, I think if you are talented, if you are at a level where people know you. And they trust you. Like, say, like Louis C.K. has a joke with about the N-word. He says the N-word in the joke. Mm. Now, that is, uh, you trust him. You say, he's going to say something funny here. So it's, <laughs> you, 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 and that's you can do it. And that's earned trust. Yes. Right. 
Right. I can't imagine, oh, Gilbert, people not fear. There he is, by the way, Mike. There he is walking by right now. Kevin. Yeah, there he is. And he's always very well put together, Kevin Meaney. He really is. He really wears a nice khaki. It's Yes, it's a preppy look. It's a preppy thing that he's bringing back. How about for you? He's well-dressed. Um, I think the whole thing is, um, can you make it funny? Yeah. Like, there doesn't need to be a controversy or any kind of protests about it. Like, if the comic does it, and it doesn't get any kind of reaction, if it gets a terrible reaction, then that's our sign, whether it's controversial or not, that it's not funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like... But I do support the fact that you have to have that platform to be able to play with it. Like, sometimes things aren't funny right off the bat. You need to, like, get up on stage and, like, work it out. And you need to be allowed to do that in order to make it funny. But I don't know what the whole controversy is in terms of, like, if it's not funny... Whether it's offensive, the crowd will let you know it's not funny, and mm-hmm. then you'll, if you want to be successful, you'll eventually either have to tweak it or stop doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those things. It's a results oriented. But now with people in cell phones, they could catch people before they get to the finish. Right. That's why I'm saying, right. like, you need that platform. You yeah. have to have that freedom to be able to play with it to get to something funny. You have to have it. You have to have that freedom. If you don't, it just kind of restricts what you're, you're, what you're doing. You know what I mean? Um, Joan Rivers, here's what her joke basically was. She said those Cleveland kidnapped victims um, had a better living space than her daughter lives in. And then they got mad and said they were very hurt. Mm-hmm. And then she came back with, come on, you, you live rent-free for 10 years. <laughs> that's, that's really funny. <laughs> and said, apparently you've never had cable down there. So, but... I love Joan for the fact that she will not come back and apologize. And even some really big comics have apologized right. for yeah. the acts over the years. And how can you just be psyched to be in a Joan Rivers joke? Yeah, she's a living legend, to yeah. be honest. So I think she's earned it. The other you thing know. about Joan is um, is probably one of the sweetest people. Right, I've ever met. Right, like she's definitely a better person than you two guys. You I agree I mean? with that. You know. I agree with that. I don't know about Chris. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a great. <laughs> I dude. think I'm a better person than Joe Rivers. Is that so, is that so much to say? This is the title of your album. I'm a better person than Joe Rivers. Chris, uh, do you have a title yet? Well, we came up with this album means nothing while I was here earlier. <laughs> so that might crush these fuckers was Ron's first suggestion. I just right. want it bigger than life and show the audience just laying on the ground in a puddle of their own fucking humor. I say you go with your picture of what, the way you are, American Taliban. Okay. Right? That's sweet. American Jihad. That's sweet. That's going to that's gonna end up on Fox News. And it'll yeah, end up in the, the top five of iTunes. Perfect. That's right. Maybe Bill O'Reilly will say, what does this mean? Or do you want to go in the other direction and just put death to Obama? You know what I mean? Get people talking <laughs> right away. Right away. I think we should put our albums together with my first responder haircut and yeah. your American <laughs> Taliban haircut. It's like my album chasing your album. That's Staying nice. one step ahead. Yeah. Uh, Amer- I'm not going to even say the, the Obama one out loud. I feel like that's going to get me on a list. But you want to be on a list. Uh, you health care. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be on health care. You'll finally have health care. That'll be great for you. I like how I beat the joke to death by saying it four times because I'm so insecure I, and a broken got, person. Muscle Confusion 2. Uh, you want, I, I got a, maybe a perfect album title for you. Pet Sounds. So that there's going to be Beach Boys fans you know, buying it by accident. I'll just recreate that album cover. Yeah. 
That's yeah. Maybe just that running sense. on empty. You just call it running on empty, and you're just sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> running on empty two. T O O. I say you could start by corn rowing your beard. It's not a bad idea. And then you know they always used to say you comedian can't have a beard because there's yeah. not enough expression. But there's a whole generation that are bucking back against that. Wow. Ever when since, did they say that? Uh, years ago. Like, really? Back in the old days, they would go, no facial hair. You have to, you know. And then they accepted some mustaches. And then I think after Zach Galifianakis, just the rules wow. were just off. But they thought that the beard stood between you and your audience. And then being able to identify that you're a good person. Well, that's exactly why I want it then. <laughs> I want. I don't. I don't want to be. I want to be yeah. something. And be, it is like I feel like we like, comedians have a lot of comedians have beards because we just it's a lazy thing to have. Mm-hmm. You, it's mm-hmm. like less work, and then you just want to you want to cover your face. We don't, we're not we're not comfortable. I think it's because you're hiding something. Yeah, hiding behind the beard might yeah. be a great title. Oh, that's or even having twenty three hours off a day, I still don't get into my personal <laughs> grooming. <laughs> Because no one uh, yeah. has more time to be prepared than a comedian for what they're going to look like at work. Maybe if they buy your CD, they get a razor. That would be cool. So that they can shave. That would be cool. You're like, I'm the one with the beard. Yeah, I'm the one with shave. the power. You shave. You shave. No, you shave. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you shave. Uh, uh, that's a good one. Chris, you got an album title that maybe we can give Chris? Bigger Than Bin Laden. Oh, then, you know, I like that right off the cuff. Another guy with a beard. Yeah. Mind you. Good turban. <laughs> that would be, if I could be as big as, uh, you know, Ben Laden. How about I, w- I was touched as a child? And that's going to bring in a whole different audience. Do you have a lot of material about that? I mean, I, no, I, I was never molested as a child. I Touched by a parent. I was a, I was a chubby kid, so I, don't th- I think that that really kind of protected me. Uh-huh. And I think even as a kid, and I was an altar boy. Right. You, I knew that you don't have to like touch a priest's dick for any reason. You know, you, you would have you would have squealed. I would have. Yeah, definitely. See, I mean, they're smart enough not to touch the squealers. I would. Yeah, I would have ratted. Yeah. But uh, I don't. I don't think that. Uh, yeah, never. Uh, never even came close to being. You know, somebody called my house and tried to molest me over the phone. Like just like cold call. He was just cold calling, right. waiting to get kids. So lazy. And then just it's like, <laughs> hey, will you take off your pants? And I just I was like, yeah, my pants are off. <laughs> and he's like, and he got, and uh, and uh, after then my mom's like, who are you on the phone with? And I and I hung up. <laughs> but you liked it. You were asking you, for it. You actually. I just thought it was funny. funny. I didn't realize till later he was uh, he was probably just jacking to my 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 sweet little voice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he would have seen you, he wouldn't have. Oh, do you have a brother? Is there anyone else there in the yeah. house I could talk to? That's true. You got anybody a little thinner? It's weird. <laughs> in the I house. just tried to do this to Norris a little while ago, but to her face. What are you wearing? And that actually happened to you as a kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was before the. In that guy's defense, that was before the internet. Yeah, now. So he really didn't have any options. Yeah, now anybody. You know? Well, now you go into a chat room, you can't trust anybody. They're all cops. Mm. They're all just trying to bust you. Is that right? Well, I think that's what that uh, To Catch a Predator show is. It's a bunch of people pretending to be kids on the internet to catch pedophiles. I hate that. I think that's worse than pedophilia, somebody pretending to be a kid. I think that's super duplicitous. You know, a lot of those guys come over with balloons and stuff. I mean, they're trying to be nice. Beer. Mike's hard <laughs> One lemonade. of those guys, really are. remember they brought up O&A's name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah fucking right. funny. He got a t-shirt thing. on, too. Did he? I think, yeah. 
I think isn't any, that great when somebody gets caught doing like a like a yeah. murder or something, and they have like um a Cleveland Browns jersey on, <laughs> right. and it's like, oh, I get why that person is murdering people because their team just sucked for so long. And this is me being a Browns fan. Who are you guys going to pick first round? You going for Johnny I don't football? know. Like I'm a Johnny bro- football. I live with Dan Soder. You just said that. Um, mm. Okay, so he's one of these guys who's like, I was a Niners fan since birth, and you should be with your team since birth. I'm like, I'm a. I was a Browns fan growing up, and then I moved from Cleveland, and it's just the team hasn't done anything since right. Kozar, since uh, the dog pound. So it's very hard to follow them losing uh, 15 to three every game. So then I moved to Philly and became an Eagles fan. So you're an Eagles fan now? Now I'm an Eagles fan, yeah. And I'm, I like to see the Browns do well, but at least the Eagles, we had that run where it was uh, the Donovic McNabb so close for NFC so long. Championship run. So, isn't yeah. that almost even worse, though? Nah, it, it, it sets you up for the end of the year. It depression. really gets you excited, though, when it's yeah. happening. You know, it brings the city together. You and, really believe it's going to happen, and yeah. then when it doesn't, it's like, it's honestly like seeing someone get shot. In front of you, yeah. it's like I know how. I, I don't want to even take it this far, but I know how JFK's wife felt when she was climbing out of the back of that. Fucking. Oh my god! Oh my <laughs> god! That's that's how I felt that's like I was climbing away from the Eagles every wow. single year, like trying to pull their brains back in. But did you ever have that thing where it's like I'm not going to support this team next year because nobody does that? No, everybody's like no. they. Everybody's just vicious with them, and then their hearts broken, and then they, mm-hmm. you know, eat um, a roast pork with broccoli. Rob and Sharp Provolone. Mm, fuck it, it's so delicious. Now I'm starving. Now I'm starving. Um, but Chris, you've never, you being a Yankees fan, have no idea what Mm-mm. it is to want. It's been a good no. one. Yeah. No, yeah. Now, if you grew up a Cleveland Indians fan, or, you know, I just saw the Cubs, Wrigley Field. I'm sure you guys have been there before. It is fantastic. It's a great place. In a hundred years, they've never put up a World Series championship wow. in. You could argue one of at least the two stadiums in this country. And they've never seen it. Most times they don't even make the playoffs. Hmm. How could it be just run so poorly through multiple generations and fucking regimes? Well, changes? you want my theory? Yeah. Is because it's almost more of a park. It's a place to go and party. And they don't need to win. They don't focus. Yeah. Too much partying, not enough focus. Well, I, you know, I used to bitch about their fans because a lot of times they'd have their backs to the fucking field. But then there are a lot of beautiful women that go to those games in the middle of the daytime. How about the Eagles? So you can't go to the games without getting into a fight. They fight their own fans. They'll fight other people. It's just an excuse to get the venom out. I think. And you know, it's gotten better now. I mean, since you know, when the, when they had the vet, yeah, that fucking place is. I don't know whether I'm going to a sporting event or I'm going to die. Right. I'm going to leave now. You want to kiss everybody goodbye because I just all shit go down there worse than I've ever seen in the yeah, street. Right. They, there'll be some serious, like massive fights at yeah. that place. I was at the vet. For, it was a preseason game mm-hmm. with a friend of mine. We were we were pretty drunk, and this is we were like high school kids though. We were like sixteen, yeah. and uh, he got into like a fight with like a forty year old guy, like a like a like fall down fist fight, and yeah. we all got kicked out. You know, it, it, people don't uh, people don't mess around. It's like the internet. It's like the, the people have all this misplaced <laughs> anger. Yeah, it's like yeah. they're mad at their job, so they go and they do the game. It's really not about the game at all. It's about I have all this anger because I'm in a bad marriage, so I'm going to go punch a 16 year old kid. <laughs> in your case, he was. Uh, 
he was asking for it. Though. Was he? Well, he was drunk, and he's from he was uh, he was from Chicago, so he was uh, he was yelling for the Enough Bears. Said. That's all that happened. You yell, <laughs> out, you yell out for the Bears, even preseason. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I would never make the mistake of wearing some other colors. Well, then you're asking place. for it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Although some people go, "What's well, America? You do whatever you want." But I've walked into like fucking biker bars and just start walking back out, like, "Oops, not for me." I don't mm-hmm. think. Oh, there's a bunch of fucking bikers in here i have every right to sit down and have a drink yeah no you get your ass beat in that place sooner or later if you're not a pagan you will yeah or if you happen to be a warlock (laughs) (laughs) philly warlocks delaware county's finest yeah Uh, i think we gotta wrap this one up you guys were great though it was fun having you thank you so much for having me oh thanks this was the best Mike Vecchione's new album, Muscle Confusion, available now on iTunes. And he'll be appearing on David Tell's Comedy Underground on Comedy Central to uh, Saturday night at 1 a.m. And he's performing at the Cringe Rumor 10-year anniversary show at The Stand. Chris Slaker, his debut album is being recorded tonight at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. That's tonight and tomorrow. Go to creeklic.com for tickets and more information. Chris, I'm going to say the truth. Your heart's not in those fucking plugs. Oh, just, my heart's in the it, plugs. It's robotic. It does, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a sing song as I'd like to hear it. I want to hear it with some... He phoned food. it in Astoria yeah. style. Yeah, what Astoria style? What that's shit? A, that's that fucking Astoria That's why the Greeks bullshit. are in trouble. Yeah. All right, look. I mean, really saying, like, this is something you care about. Like, you were telling thirsty people where they could get water. You have to go to iTunes to get Muscle Confusion, Mike Vecchione's new album. Download it. And you have to watch David Tell's Comedy Underground this Saturday on Comedy Central at 1 a.m. And he'll be performing at the stand tonight for Cringe Humor's 10th anniversary show. And again, Chris Laker. Go to CreekLIC.com because he's going to record his debut album at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City tonight and tomorrow. CreekLIC.com. Chris, yeah. um, louder does not mean more <laughs> passion. You just got louder. I just felt like you were yelling at us. Yeah. No, no, no. I was happy. Uh, other people wrote stuff in for your album. Comedy hurts. Does that make sense to you? Uh, I'm bleeding comedy. Mm-hmm. Please no more. And then limping to the finish line. Oh, I like that. I think just I'm bleeding. <laughs> I'll use them all. It's going to be a long <laughs> album title. Everybody can get their own album title. That's it. No matter who gets it. Right. You'll print it out You for give me. me the title, I'll send it to you. Written on there. All right, guys. Thanks for stopping Thank by, you so guys. much for having us. And uh, we'll see you guys back in here tomorrow, last day before vacation. I love to watch the uh, that's the uh, Dubai show. Donk. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez Show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand. Listen to Ron and Fez whenever you want. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand.